This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, October 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, an 8-year-old girl and a 16-year-old boy were shot and killed in Trenton late Tuesday night, police said. The shooting happened at about 10.30 at the home on the 200 block of Mulberry Street. The Mercer County Prosecutor's Office said preliminary information is that a suspect shot into the second floor of a home, hitting the siblings. Heavily armed officers were seen, along with a canine unit, searching an area near the home where the shooting happened. The motive for the shooting is not yet known. Authorities expect to be able to release more information about the shooting today. The Mercer County Homicide Task Force and the Trenton Police are investigating the shooting. The rate of COVID-19 infections has risen enough in New Jersey, Pennsylvania and Connecticut to require those state residents to quarantine if they travel to New York. But Governor Andrew Cuomo says New York won't enforce the rules against those residents. New Jersey, New York and Connecticut announced the joint travel advisory this summer at a time when the Northeast was seeing relatively low rates of infections while other parts of the country saw spikes. Now two of those states meet the criteria to be be placed on their own quarantine lists. But the governor said Tuesday he doesn't expect residents from Connecticut, New Jersey, or Pennsylvania to follow New York's rule requiring self-quarantine for 14 days for states on the list, which does include Delaware. There is no practical way to quarantine New York from New Jersey and Connecticut, he told reporters in the uh, in a conference call yesterday. There are just too many interchanges. There are too many interconnections. There are too many people who live in one place and work in the other. It would be a disastrous effect on the economy. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said he's urging all of our all of his residents to avoid unnecessary or non-essential travel between states at this time. Kathy, I saw a movie, uh, Age of Ultron, where they lifted an entire city up. Perhaps okay. if they were to do that, right? <laughs> yeah, let's hear this out. That, I mean, that way you're talking about too many thoroughfares that feed into New York. You, you might want to lift the state up. I'm Maybe just saying. If they could also spray a mist over that state Absolutely. to get rid of the coronavirus, Absolutely. that would be amazing. I saw it right on the screen. Okay. Coronavirus numbers in Pennsylvania are now mirroring those seen in late April. New statewide infection rates have eclipsed 1,000 per day for the last two weeks straight. States are added to the quarantine list if they hit a threshold of averaging 10 or more new cases per day per 100,000 residents over a seven-day period. States can also land on the quarantine list if 10% of tests came back positive on average over the past week. Former President Barack Obama will be in Philadelphia today for his first campaign event to support Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Obama is scheduled to arrive in Philadelphia in the early afternoon where he will participate in at least two events. He will make his first in-person campaign appearance during a drive-in rally at the sports complex in South Philly. While there uh, have been targeted invitations to the sports complex event, it is not uh, it will not be public due to the COVID-19 restrictions. Supporters are encouraged uh, to watch a live stream of the event on the campaign's website. And President Donald Trump stopped in Erie, Pennsylvania, Tuesday for a campaign rally exactly two weeks before Election Day. First Lady Melania Trump was supposed to accompany the president, but a spokeswoman announced Tuesday morning that Mrs. Trump would not be traveling to Erie due to a lingering cough from COVID-19. The president's speech, which clocked in at just over 54 minutes, was wide-ranging. It covered many of President Trump's traditional campaign issues, including border security health care and the economy and his administration's response to COVID-19. Trump criticized Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, saying he has imposed pandemic restrictions that are too harsh and Pennsylvania needs to open up. In sports this morning...
In the World Series, the LA Dodgers beat the Tampa Bay Rays, winning 8-3 in Game 1. Clayton Kershaw retired 17 of the final 18 batters he faced, leaving the Dodgers to the win. Over six... I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Over six innings, Kershaw allowed two hits and one walk while striking out eight. Cody Bellinger, who hit the go-ahead home run in Game 7 of the NLCS, hit a two-run home run in the fourth inning to break a scoreless tie. Rather than repeat the forearm bash celebration that dislocated his shoulder, Bellinger opted for a light foot tap with teammate Max Muncy <laughs> instead. Modified it. Yeah. Game two is tonight and the first pitch is scheduled for 8.08. Jameer Nelson is coming home. Sixers general manager Elton Brand is hiring the former St. Joe's standout as a scout and assistant GM for the Delaware Blue Coats, the organization's G League team. The 38-year-old Nelson starred for the St. Joe's Hawks, helping the school to its undefeated 27-0 regular season in 2004, then became an NBA All-Star. He played for the Mavericks, Celtics, Magic, Nuggets, and Pelicans during his 14-year career. His playing career ended in 2018 with his last stop in Detroit with the Pistons. Now he's getting into the management side of the NBA with the Sixers. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to Wednesday morning. Wednesdays mean a couple of different things that we usually do. That would include the secret text word. And today we have a chance to uh, win a prize pack from the witches, including... A pumpkin woodcraft kit. Oh! What? Wait, that sounds so fun. A pumpkin woodcraft kit. You can craft. Fall activities. Yes, 100%. Add it to the fall activities, yes. And I know about this. Uh, assorted <laughs> Halloween candy, the witch's graphic novel, a Color Me Mind gift card, and much, much more. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll send a word to you. We'll ask you to call in later on with that word. We'll also go grab a random texture. Let's see if we can do that. We also go on Fox Good Day this morning. We'll see if we can make that work. And... We have a few guests on the program. Uh, the host of The Amazing Race, uh, Phil Keegan, will be joining us. You talk about him all the time. I go on and on, so I appreciate you guys letting me have him on today. I've never watched that show one time. <laughs> it is but a good I, show. I have friends oh. who, are fana- who are fanatics about it. And so. it always wins the uh, the Emmy for Best Reality Game Show, whatever the hell the category is. I used is. to love that yeah, show. Yeah. I used to watch it all the time. Like, that was my... I, I never really got into Survivor. I watched a few seasons. Right. But Amazing Race, like, I was... Really into that season thirty-two. Oh by my oh. god! Well, yeah. his charge is going to be selling us on watching it, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, the very lovely Aisha Tyler will be joining us. She's uh, on Archer, and there's new episodes <laughs> airing, and so we will chat with her. She's great. Yep. She's great on Archer. Yep. And we also have Liberty Union Bar and Grill stopping by today, and they'll have some giveaways. They are part of the uh, Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Game Kickoff. And you can visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light if you want to get entered to win a football home game pro- home gate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the President Steve Show. So they're going to bring some goodies for us to eat and some stuff for you to win, some gift cards, your chance to do that. And we're going to try a game out today. Yeah. It's called Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. And we're going to get to that around 8 o'clock. What area of expertise have we chosen to kick this off in fashion is the Rocky franchise. Yeah. So we have two competitors, and we will welcome them to the show when we get set for this. We'll find out about them, and then we will see if they are indeed the experts they claim to be. One of them is going to be considered a champion by the time we are said and done with it. So we're going to give this a try, and if we like it, we can... Uh, Roll out some other categories and see if you're an expert in one of those categories. All right, so we have that and the standards, uh, music news, and unfortunately a couple of passings we have to to mention. And uh, we'll get to the entertainment report when we return with a stupid question and some giveaways. Stay put. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? 
you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Steven Singer Jewelers is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do the stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card if you can answer this question correctly. In the novel, The Shining, the infamous hotel room is what number? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Once again, in the novel, The Shining, uh, what is the infamous hotel room number? 215-263-WMMR. All right, now let's see if you know the answer to that. I will go through some birthdays today. Being Wednesday, October 21st, we will start with Patty Ann Davis, daughter of Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan. What's she up to? I don't know. She did some acting for a while. I really don't know. I remember Ron Jr., but I don't really remember much about her. I'm Ron's daughter. Yeah, they all my name's Patty. Speak like that. So, uh, she's 68 years God, old. I'm spotting like crazy today. Uh, I didn't really uh, do any research on what she. She, she did some. I, as I recall, she did some acting. She might okay. have even done a uh, thing in Playboy. I mean, oh, she, wow. she was trying to get that part of the uh, career going. Yeah. Don't know if it ever really took off. Uh, I should have led with this one. It's a big one for this gal. She turns 40 years old today. It's Kim Kardashian's yeah. big four zero. Hey. Yeah, so. Uh, you what know, can you say? Well, we've said it all, haven't we? Have they stopped doing the, you know, well, now they probably have. Stop it. For the 40th. I mean, you know, the big fireworks displays and helicopters and yeah, fire trucks. because they kept getting in trouble. Yeah, and They all kept breaking stuff. city ordinances. What did they do? It was in uh, Laguna Beach, I think. Somewhere, yeah, yeah like yeah. that. Um, well, Kanye usually does something very big for her for birthdays, anniversaries, and stuff like that. Was the, it? Was he's it running it? for president, though. He might be too oh, busy. Yeah, right. he might be busy. Yeah, remember Kenny G came in and played saxophone? That's true. All those yeah, yeah, and yeah. Vases and I, stuff, I, so. I did see her, a friend of hers or somebody uh, created a full uh, Kimopoly, a uh, Monopoly game okay. with all Kim Kardashian references. Yeah. Yeah. Money. Don't you want to get a copy of that? <laughs> yeah. Right away. It's fun to play. She's 40. She shares a birthday with uh, the mighty Whitey Ford. Uh, Whitey Ford is 92 no. years he old. He just passed. Uh, what? Yeah, when did he die? A week ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, it was nine, yeah, 92. Um, but it just must have been away. over a weekend or it was, something. It was cause... when we were on uh, Columbus Day weekend break. No it's sad, Preston, yeah. but Aww. there is a bright spot. Yeah. You can exchange your gift. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can take it back finally. Um, he had the most World Series wins in history as a pitcher. I have his rookie card. Oh, no wow. kidding. That's got to be worth something. Yeah, right? I, I have no idea, but it was uh, gifted to me a long time ago, and um, and I would be very curious as to see whether or not it actually is worth anything. For a brief period, didn't he date Kim Kardashian? No, or am I misremembering mis- <laughs> that? He may have. Uh, wow, well, that's sad news. Uh, so, unfortunately, Whitey Ford. It would have been 92 years for him today. Uh, Joyce Randolph, she's up there. She's 96 years old, played Trixie Norton on The Honeymoon. The last surviving member of the uh, Honeymooners. of that crew. Yeah. Correct. 96 years old. I, I, I never, I was never really a big Honeymooners fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was, it's, it's a legend. It's a legend. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. I get it. Uh, Judge Judy, she's a legend. Yeah. And it's her birthday today. She's a pisser. She is a pisser, and she's 78 years old today. So happy birthday. <laughs> Judge Judy is rolling in money. Incredibly wealthy. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, you know, had her current deal terminate because she's going to take even more ownership 
of her stuff. What was her, like, what list was she on? Like, remember? She's one of the top wealthiest. Yeah, might have been Forbes might have yeah. done, was you know, entertainers or yeah. uh, people in the entertainment industry because, yeah, she's oh, way up She's got, like, one of those really huge, crazy yachts. Yeah, right? insane. Yeah. She's 78. Uh, the great Steve Lukather, guitarist from Toto. Uh, but not only Toto, he's played on so many songs. I wish I, I should have pulled up a list. At some point, we will, of, of songs he's played on. But he's great. He's the main guitar riff and beat it from uh, Michael Jackson. Eddie does the solo, but Steve Lukather is playing the main guitar part in that. And it's just, he's, he's a studio guy. He's a session guy. He's been on tons of things. So who he in, turns 63 today. Who in Toto Preston dated Roseanne Arquette? You know what? I forgot who it was. Because that's may, where the song Roseanne comes from. It may have been him. I think so. That's what it was. Um, remembering. I don't know if that's true. You know what? I'm not really sure. But, yeah, that's where the song Rosanna came from. Right, it was yeah. uh, about Rosanna Arquette. You are correct. So Steve Lukather, 63 today. Actor Ken Watanabe. Uh, you know him from uh, The Last Samurai. Batman Begins. He's, the, he's great. He's the fake uh, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in Inception as well. He is uh, 61 years old today. I would have loved to have seen if he had just like a regular Brooklyn accent once they realized he was the fake one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm a hired actor. <laughs> so I, I put on the A's, I know, but I looked apart. Uh, we have uh, some more legendary musicians. Manfred Mann turns 80 years old today. And, uh, yeah, he was, and he goes back to, um, there she was just walking down the street singing, do I did it, did it, that's, that's man for man. But then went on to do some more experimental things. Bill Cosby wanted to be in the group, but. I wanted so bad to be in man for man. I like the extended guitar section. Yes. Uh, so, Man for Man turns 80 years old. So, today. the biggest hit was a cover. Uh, I'd had probably. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Uh, and then you have Steve Cropper. Steve Cropper yeah. is a guitarist with uh, Booker T and the MGs. Some heavy hitters today. Uh, absolutely. And so, this was uh, this Green Onions, a very, very famous song from Booker T and the MGs. Uh, I recently saw a YouTube video uh, with Steve Cropper. Uh, it was just a few days ago. I was just jumping around and I found a, an interview with him and he was talking about this particular song and they just made it up on the fly. No doubt, yeah. They were just kind of practicing, jamming at a session and they were like, hey, why don't you, let's uh, let's do that, you know? And uh, let's let's put this out. And uh, a radio station played it and it just exploded. Do you know what this is used to great effect in? American Graffiti. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're right. There's uh, a scene in Blues Brothers, Preston, where he has a, a back and forth with Matt Guitar Murphy. They're on stage. I forget what song they're performing, but uh, they just look like they're having yeah. fun. And, and the uh, Cropper, uh, Corner Cropper, it, like just backs up away from Matt Guitar Murphy a little bit. It's just, they're such a cool band. Yep, the Blues Brothers band. He was a member of them, 79 years old today. Uh, Elvin Bishop. Oh, uh, another good guitarist. Had a hit with Fooled Around and Fell in Love. Was that Guardians 1 or 2? I don't remember. What I, think it was, I think it was 1. Yeah, there was the one, one yeah. where he puts the headphones on Gamora yep. for yeah. the first time. Oh, and yeah. Yes, right, when they're standing out on that balcony, that space balcony. Yeah. I love that song. Mickey Thomas was the singer for that, but yeah. he played the guitar, right? That uh, Elvin Bishop was was also a singer in the band, but yeah. yeah, Mickey Thomas sang the lead on Fooled Around, Fell in Love, and he went on to be in Starship, yep. uh, Jefferson yep. Starship and Starship. Uh, he's 78 today. And then the last birthday from Growing Pains, oh! Jeremy Miller. Show me that smile. Ooh, show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We know we're near the end. The best is ready to begin. Ooh, 
great song. Had a lot of soul to it. Great song, yeah. yeah. For a sitcom. And I liked him on that show. So he played Ben. He was uh, the youngest, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well ben until is, the, yeah. Ben the little is girl. 44 years old. Oh, wow. They got that annoying little girl. See, the mm. thing about, yeah. Oh, they, God, yeah, she was. Well, before, was it before her that they brought in Leo DiCaprio? It was probably uh, around the same time, right? Yeah, Maybe probably. around the yeah. same time. That's It's just a classic formula to they sitcoms. They needed a cute kid. Yeah, when the, the cute kid is not cute anymore. Like Teeny Others, for instance. They were like, oh, my gosh, she was never cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But now she's getting way uncute, and let's bring in the, uh... And then they brought in a kid. It's like they skipped four years, the first four years of his life. They've done it all. The, they, did, they actually even did it on, do you remember Married with Children? They they, they went yes. from infant to six-year-old? Yeah, at the end of Married with yeah. Children, yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, he turns 44 today, so happy birthday. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, in the novel, The Shining, the infamous hotel room is what number? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Lisa. Hi there, Lisa. Lisa. How are you? Good, Lisa. So what was the infamous hotel room in the novel, The Shining? 217. 217 is correct. Now, before you go, wait a minute, it was 237. No, that was in the movie. They changed it in the movie. It was 237, and it was at the request of the Timberland Lodge where the exterior shots were filmed. So uh, the the book had it as 217. There's a movie about the making of The Shining that I believe is called oh. 217. I'd I like to see it. that. It's pretty intricate. It goes down into all the specifics of why the selections were made and the okay. and king and everything. It's great. Uh, Lisa gets a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. It's National Seafood Month, and Bonefish Grill is celebrating all month long with seasonal favorites like their grilled swordfish and pumpkin ravioli and fresh apple martini made with house-infused apple cinnamon vodka. You can taste the sea with family bundles that feed up to five people starting at $30. Order online at bonefishgrill.com. Delivery from DoorDash and Uber Eats or dine-in whenever you're ready. I said that all from memory, by the way. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's start with this. Hollywood is rallying behind Jeff Bridges. We had the news yesterday that he's been diagnosed with lymphoma. Uh, no doubt that everybody's weighing in. Thousands of fans sent their well wishes, as did Olivia Wilde, George Takei, Rosario Dawson, Patricia Arquette, Andy Garcia, Rosanna Arquette. We are just talking about Yes. That. Rosie Perez, Steve Martin, Julianne Moore, Elle Fanning, mm. Barbara Streisand, and others. Takei hailed him as a fighter who can beat this. Oscar nominee Perez, who starred opposite Bridges in 1993's Fearless, wrote, My prayers are with you, my friends, sending love and, and a big hug. Barbara Streisand said, Was just talking about you last week when I was filming an interview about how brilliant you were in The Mirror Has Two Faces and how much fun I have with you. You have such joy and spirit that I know you'll overcome this temporary blip, sending lots of love and light. He uh, will. I mean, they say the prognosis is very good for him. Okay. Uh, FX and Hulu released a statement on Bridges, who is set to star in their new drama called The Old Man. Uh, they said, our thoughts go out to Jeff and his family during this challenging time, and they have our love and support. We wish him a safe and full recovery. Uh, the two types of lymphoma cancer are Hodgkin lymphoma and non-Hodgkin lymphoma. I'm assuming it didn't say he had non-Hodgkin, so I'm not sure. Uh, but symptoms of Hodgkin lymphoma... Uh, include enlarged lymph nodes, fever, unexplained weight loss. Symptoms of non-Hodgkin lymphoma include enlarged lymph nodes, chills, fatigue, and weight loss as well. Uh, so obviously he's getting great medical care, so hopefully that'll do the trick. Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey sorry, has uh, written an unusual memoir, and he sat down with USA Today to discuss the journey to get there. Uh, the Oscar winner says that he didn't intend for green lights to be a memoir, per se. He says he went through journals and started writing in the cabin that he was conceived in. 
He said, I remember writing this down. The words on this page need to be worthy of being signed by Anonymous, but also be words that only I could have written, he said. And that was sort of my North Star of what I wanted it to be. Uh, Greenlights also, like McConaughey himself, he says, looks back to go to looks back to look forward. And here's where it starts to get a little trippy. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, go, advance, carry on, continue, he said. I had been threatening, daring myself to go open my treasure chest of diaries for the past 15 years, but never had the courage to do it. Mm. He said, I was always intrigued by being the head investigator and head interrogator on who I am and what is life about and what am I doing in it. And then that led to what are we doing in it? What is it all about? Where do we put value? What matters to us and when? Someone got a hold of some really good weed. He says that he hopes his honesty will liberate others. He said it's quite freeing. I haven't made straight as in life the whole way through, mm-hmm. and I'm glad. Uh, I've made some C's. I've probably learned the most when I made the C's. I think he's talking about A, B, and C grades. Oh, okay. Grades. I think it's something entirely different. Uh, looking back at age 50, he says he has new perspective on his parents who divorced and married each other three times, by the way. Wow. Didn't know that little nugget. No, did not know that. He says, I did a huge amount of laughing with myself when writing. I did a huge amount of crying. Most of my tears came from being able to go back and feel the love that my family had, that my mom and dad had for each other, that they had for us. Uh, If he can get one final word in on his life, he tells USA Today, um, he was at home. This is him speaking about himself. He was at home in the world, loved being a father, had the most reverence for fatherhood, incredible reverence for fatherhood. Believes that the greatest job for a man, that's the greatest job for a a man in the world. And if God loves a trier, then he loves you, McConaughey, because you sure tried. Shut the f*** up! (laughs) It'll probably be an interesting read. It'll probably be a weird little little journey. He's always been that way. Yeah. And in fact, uh, through a lot of this stuff, he's been actually pretty inspiring. He's had some good takes on how to... Keep your mind focused and get through all this. Yep, exactly. So, you know, but he's always known to have been, he's, you know, from playing bongos in the nude to um, ice fishing, as Mm -hmm. we've seen in the commercials. Yep. Uh, This is a cute little story. Uh, Emma Roberts thought that she had a pregnancy with her boyfriend, Garrett Hedlund's child under wraps, but then her mom, Kelly Cunningham, got involved. Roberts tells Jimmy Kimmel uh, that her mom spilled the beans on social media. She said, I was Mm -hmm. keeping my pregnancy pretty low key. But unfortunately, my mother has Instagram. Mothers and Instagram. It's a bad combination. And she said that her mom told a fan via Instagram direct direct message that she was pregnant. And she said it was a disaster. And I found it all out on a plane so I couldn't get to her. I couldn't call her or attack her. I could just message with her and DM'd her and asked her to please stop and then she adds, I blocked her at one point. It was my only weapon. <laughs> she texted me at 2 a.m. Queen, did you block me? Question mark. Sad face. And I said, yes, I did block you. <laughs> and then I unblocked her. And it's been an Instagram war with my mother that I never saw coming. It's a good story <laughs> to tell the baby. Oh, parents should not be on social media. My cousin and I say all the time that there should be a whole separate social media platform if you're like over this specific over a certain age okay. and like that's this is your facebook you should now. do that because they have they have grandpad but you got your your yep. mother yeah. uh, you guess, know guess what kathy you are now that parent you know no no yes, no no, no, t- no i'm yeah. talking about like my, my mom and and my aunts who have I, I told you my mom commented on a, a picture of 
uh, it was an article that my sis- my sister in law's um, father passed away years ago, and she posted an article about losing your father and not having your father on Father's Day, and it was a picture of a man and oh, his God. daughter. And my mom commented and was like, "He was such a handsome man." I call my mom. I go, "That's the article. Uh, That's not him." Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, wait until Jason's a teenager because then you're going to start to hear it about your social media posts or or your comments on right, any right, of right, his right. social yeah. media posts. At least I know what I'm doing right now yeah, my right. mom has no idea what she's doing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh rumor willis was on uh the red table talk show with jada pinkett smith and her mother uh and she was talking about uh sexual consent she said something happened to me a couple of months ago i hung out with this person for a little while we were kissing outside and i said do you want to come in for a minute and when i ask you to come in my house that doesn't mean that i'm saying that you can get me naked that doesn't mean that I'm saying you can do this. I'm saying that you can come into my house. And she said, I just froze. I completely froze. I even I even have so much shame about bringing that up because I feel like I'm such this empowered, strong person. But even I couldn't do it. Could not say no, she said. Uh, she also talked about the fact She said this to someone she was making out, she'd been making out with? Yeah, so she said, you want to come inside? Okay. They go inside, and, and I assume that she means that they ended up having sex. Okay. And she felt, she would have felt weird saying no since she invited I them in. I got you. Even though she didn't really want to do it, I don't know if she regrets it, but she apparently had given consent, and they did it. Maybe she looked back and was regretting it a right, little bit. Right, right, right. Or maybe um, sort of felt like guilt, guilted herself into consent. Right. You know, like, oh, shoot, man, I just invited this dude in. How he thinks this is what we're going to do. You got a nice place. <laughs> Gary, Thank take you. that out of your mouth. Uh, it's she, a sock. Uh, she also revealed that. You she suck lost, on a sock? <laughs> she lost her virginity at 18 to an older man. Uh, and I really don't have any other details other than that. She said, I just let it happen. So there you go. Um, how about this? Jamie Fox is going to star in and executive produce Day Shift, a Netflix vampire comedy which will be helmed by J.J. Perry. Uh, Jamie Foxx can do comedy He can. Well. In fact, that's where we he first kind of saw him was yeah. on uh, In Living Color. Yep. Uh, he will play a blue-collar dad trying to provide a solid life for his 8-year-old daughter, by the way. So that's what he's going to be diving into next. Uh, we're looking at video of him, and, and he's got, like, the old man <laughs> haircut with the... Uh, the the center part gone right. the, the lagoon right yeah yes. <laughs> yes with a little island in the front as well so he's getting set for that role I wonder when they're going to start shooting the uh, the Spider Man stuff because he's yeah Electro right yeah he's reprising right. that role Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard are celebrating their seventh wedding anniversary they're doing it a few days late uh, apparently Bell captioned a post. Uh, saying, well, it's that time of year again, the anniversary of the day each year when we say to each other, wasn't our anniversary last week at some point? <laughs> and then she wrote, I love you, Dak Shepard, and I always will. So I love Dak Shepard. That's kind of nice. I love him. I think we all do. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of love, Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton, uh, they're still in love. When are they going to get married, Preston? That's a good question. You've got your finger on the pulse of entertainment. I do, and they haven't uh, They haven't said I do yet, mm. and I don't know when that's going to happen. But they did get an early start on their holiday celebrations. On Monday, she revealed that she and Shelton already celebrated Thanksgiving in Oklahoma. And they lit the first candle on their menorah. Uh, they did, maybe they did that. I, they didn't include that in this story. But uh, they've been isolating with a handful of family members amid the coronavirus pandemic. This made me think I forgot to do the summertime Thanksgiving this year, and it's too late to do How it. How many years have you forgotten to do that? Uh, most of them. I've yeah. only done it once. 
Uh, but I need I need to put like a reminder in my yes. phone that says don't yeah. forget you know yeah. Thanksgiving in June or something like that because uh, it's too great to only have. Well, it you once should a year. maybe all right. So if you're just kind of doing it haphazardly in June, you're 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 going to tend to forget. But if pick you, a date. Well, if you made it part of let's say your Fourth of July weekend celebration, right? Maybe Do you want to have a full Thanksgiving uh, meal on Fourth yeah, of July. I don't, I don't want to mix holidays. No, but but a, a significant date that will make it easy to remember. Yeah, makes sense. Besides, the traditional Fourth of July meal is falafels. But it's kind of hard because you know Thanksgiving floats around. You know, it's yeah. never it's not. On yeah, the but same everybody date. celebrates it at the same time. So you no, I know, but I'm saying. Um, all right, anyway, all right. I'll work on it. Come on. All right, so here we go. Uh, Leave me alone. She said we had like 14 <laughs> different celebrations. Which said we actually had a Thanksgiving here last night because we had to switch around our schedules this year. So we had an early Thanksgiving. We had like 14 different celebrations here, and we just had to pile them all together so that we can fit it all in. So maybe there were a couple of birthdays and anniversaries, and they just decided let's you, let's do a Thanksgiving. Dinner. You know how celebrities are. Yeah. <laughs> they have so many things going on, so many irons in the fire. Uh, she said we had a lot of fun. It was really good. Uh, she also said she even made her first pumpkin pie ever. Oh, my God. She was trying holiday. to make pork chops. Uh, <laughs> she said my mom. My mom. Why are these orange? My mom always does it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm actually graduating into the next level and I didn't panic. I was actually it was actually really fun. She said, uh, "They've been together for nearly five years. So yeah, it's, yeah. About, it's about time they uh, maybe take it to the next." How level. long was she married to Miranda Lambert? Do we know? Mm. Was it, it was about five years? Right? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's talk about some uh, acting jobs. Uh, Dominic West. We were just talking about him the other day. He's the actor. Uh, you know, from The Wire and The Affair and a um, bunch of movies as well. Made headlines recently when he was spotted in Rome getting close with Downton Abbey alum Lily James. Legs, <laughs> Lily, Downton Abbey, Lily. Well, days later, we had already said this, West and his wife, Catherine Fitzgerald, publicly addressed the report, telling reporters our marriage is strong and we're very much still together. So here's the deal. He is in talks to star as the eldest child of Queen Elizabeth in season five and six of the Netflix drama series, The Crown, he will be playing Prince Charles, possibly. Okay. He's too good looking to play Charles. He is but way too again, good looking. They, they have better looking people playing all these roles. prosthetic uh, ears on it if they want. Uh, Do you ever notice that the eldest child in the royal family and in the Cunningham home both named Chuck? No. no. Coincidence? Yeah. Mm. And you Think never see them in the same place no, at the uh-uh. same time. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Charles famously had an affair with his now wife, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, while she was married to her first husband, Andrew Parker Bowles, and the Prince of Wales was married to the late Princess Diana. Now, Diana also admitted to having affairs of her own while married to Charles, but had said that she was most upset by her husband's closeness with his former flame, Camilla. Her greatest extra, extra marital affair and closest confidant was Benny Hill. Oh. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Okay. I've I mean, never heard he, that You one. thought of him as just a comedian, but he had a softer side. In the upcoming fourth season of The Crown, which premieres next month, Charles is played by Josh O'Connor. Diana is portrayed by Emma Corrin, but Diana will be played by Elizabeth Debicki in the... <laughs> of course. I love that name. Debicki. I wonder how... future seasons. How recent will they take this? Yeah, good I question. Mean, can, you know, will there be a point where it syncs up with current day? I doubt it. I mm. doubt that. I would assume they'll... Take it up to Diana's death, maybe. Will they do like a Game of Thrones thing and actually project into the future? Maybe dragons right, will dragons. be a part of this? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about fantasy for a moment. The Enchanting World of Willow, created by George Lucas, is officially coming to the small screen. 
I always loved that movie as a kid. I, I liked Willow. I really liked it. Yeah. I, it, it was it was uh, not received well. I thought it was unfairly uh, criticized. I thought it was fun. Uh, Disney Plus has confirmed a sequel. Uh, it's a series taking place years after the events of the original Ron Howard directed pick, and is heading into production next year. Howard is returning to the project as executive producer alongside original uh, star Warwick Davis. Who will once again play the titular hero Willow? Really? Oh, good. Yes, he will. Okay. So, so it takes place years after, so it's going to be him okay. as Willow. Uh, that's interesting. Um, so it'll probably get the sort of Mandalorian treatment. Uh, the series has also tapped Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights director John M. Chu to helm the pilot and executive produce. Uh, Willow, the series hails from Lucasfilm, represents the company's first non Star Wars venture since 2015. The show will introduce all new characters to the magical realm of fairy queens and two-headed Eberiskis monsters. I don't know how you say that. Uh, news of the official green light from Disney Plus comes over a year after the project was first reported coming down the pipeline. Uh, the original film centered on Willow, who reluctantly forced in, who was forced into playing a critical role in protecting a special infant named Laura Dannon. Uh, from an evil queen, a prophecy told that Elora would bring the queen's downfall. Willow was helped along the way by mercenary swordsmen played by Val Kilmer and also starred Joanne Wally, Billy Barty, and Kevin Pollack as well. So I don't know if any of those people will be coming back. Probably not Val Kilmer. I, I, I doubt that. Yeah. I mean, though he is in the uh, the Top Gun uh, sequel. Yep. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, actor Wendell Pierce, uh, best known for his performances in The Wire and also Jack Ryan. He played Greer in that. He's great. Announced he's going to be, be uh, portraying legendary artist B.B. King in a new film. That's perfect. I think that's, that's great casting. Yeah. That's perfect. Uh, preparation has begun on a film where he said, I will be honored to play the great B.B. King. Humbled, he tweeted. Can uh, he play the guitar at all? Or? You know what? I don't know, Steve. Well, maybe they can just, uh, they, they, they cut to like a, like... It's completely obviously someone else's hands. Uh, fans, Steve Lukather's hands. The fans are already praising the casting, citing the duo's resemblance and the actor's acclaimed body of work. Uh, the Thrill is On ah. is what it's going to be uh, titled after King's famous cover of the same name. The Thrill is Gone, actually. Uh, it's a drama centered on the friendship between King and young musician Michael Zanettis. The script is being written by Zanettis and Melora Donahue. No other casting has been revealed as of yet. B.B. Uh, King died in 2015. He was 89 years old. One of the most influential and respected blues musicians of all time. Uh, recording career spanning nearly six decades. He released over 40 studio albums and 16 live albums. Won 15 Grammys and a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. What a loser. And was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1987. And you got to see him play one time. I got to see him at a place. I think it was my father's place on Long Island. But Preston, I, I can see that room and I can see him there. And it was... Uh, it was awesome. It was uh, you describe evenings sometimes as magical. That was a magical evening. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, I had a buddy of mine who saw him in a small club in New yeah. York and was just blown away. Incredible. Couldn't believe he was in the yeah. same room as him. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Netflix has canceled the show away after just one season, six weeks after the show was released. Man, they're coming down on these series quickly now. They used to let them. Sort of breathe, but I, I think I told you about an article I read about the why why they terminate shows this way mm -hmm. and what it's based on, and it's it's the frequency of of uh, immediate uh, watches, and um, you know they have their own algorithm, and this just didn't make the cut. Yeah, I I watched the first three episodes. What you of this. think? 
I thought it had some potential, but it was uh, it was pretty fatally flawed from the beginning. So it was about uh, the first crew expedition to Mars. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, there oh. was so much tension among the crew, like they were like hating each other. Yeah, I'm like. There's no way in hell they're going to send a crew to Mars yeah. for five years if they hate each other before they even step in the... I'm going to blow this whole goddamn thing up! It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yes. almost that stupid. They're still pushing this, though. I just got an email yesterday. Really? Yeah, with this. And every time I go onto Netflix, it's it's one of the top ones for me to watch. Uh, Hillary Swank is, is yeah. the lead in it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, it's they, it's they, not... I, and I understand what you're saying. Um, I... I'm enjoying watching it, and I'm probably four or five episodes in, and I will see it through because... Do they actually land on Mars within the first season? Do you know? Uh, well, they're the about, only season. They're, they're they're about to. They, you know, it's they're obviously, right outside of the caucus right now. They're running into issues. Okay, and um, the keys. Some yeah. of it was good. I yeah. did like it, but there were a couple things where I was like, "That's a little silly." You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I don't know. But that's me. They had to create did, drama. Did you to make like it that so they, they included the robot Twiggy? Yeah, they should have. Well, now you don't have robot. to care about it at all because it's going away. <laughs> beedy, beedy, beedy. That's great. <laughs> all right. Uh, what are we getting a Mars book? Uh, let's go with this one. Creator Phil Rosenthal says that there could never be a tree, true reboot of Everybody Loves Raymond without the presence of Peter Boyle and Doris Roberts, who, of course, played Raymond and Roberts' uh, parents. I'll go so far as to say I don't want a reboot of Everybody Loves Raymond. But Ray Romano, uh, Patricia Heaton, Brad Garrett, and uh, Monica Horan, uh, and more cast members are revital- revisiting Sorry, their uh, characters for a 90-minute reunion set uh, to benefit the International Myeloma Foundation's annual comedy celebration. Why don't you have those roles filled by members from the Tiger King cast? Ooh, <laughs> people will watch that. Uh, the reading will stream on October 23rd via IMF's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Did you watch that series? Uh, no. I, I mean, I saw episodes from Yeah, it was funny. It was yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. All right, and then finally... Uh, 2020 isn't done dishing out less than desirable news. It's The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown will not air on television for the first time oh, since wow. 1966. Why? You'll still be able to see it, and I'll tell you how. But uh, it first premiered on CBS more than 50 years ago. I have been it watching became it all an, my life. an instant classic. The holiday special moved to ABC programming in 2001. You will be able to catch it on Apple TV+. Plus. sucks. But for people who don't subscribe to that service, the special will be available for free from October 30th until November 1st. So to be honest, be to I've watched it on, I haven't watched it when it aired. I watched it on Apple TV or yeah. one of those other services. It's available on a couple of different ones. Yeah. I love that. That's such a ritual. And it's such a funny, it still holds up, you know, with the uh, with the great pumpkin and the uh, the pumpkin patch and all that stuff. Why do people hate Charlie Brown so much? I you know I no, I mean I mean on the show the series, not not yeah. I, I know that it has to do with a uh, there's a dark secret that involves a murder in the town okay and I think he had his hands all over it it's just they they just without reason yeah just mm-hmm. treat him like dirt like, like, like the adults crap. yeah yeah it's horrible the, the adults are giving him rocks yeah 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 throughout the entire thing all night long yeah okay uh so I think it's I think it runs parallel to the legend of Freddy Krueger. Okay. And what happened there? <laughs> the bastard son the of Bastards, 100 maniacs. Um, yeah, I think I think Charlie Brown's mother was ba- raped by uh, got uh, locked into a, an, an asylum, asylum over okay. the weekend. <laughs> wow. I think it's similar. Which I mean, all right, so that plot line is um it's flawed as well cuz 
It really can only be one sperm that uh, impregnates, you know, Freddy Krueger's mother. Yeah, but so. it still makes for a terrible weekend. I know. <laughs> uh, so he really would be the bastard son of one maniac. And the stepson <laughs> of 999 others. Mm. Okay. Uh, other peanut specials, including a Charlie Brown Christmas and a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, will also stream on Apple TV Plus for the foreseeable future. Uh, the what? It's, it kind of bums me out, even though I probably haven't watched it on broadcast television in years. I, I'm going to guess that they will offer them up for free around the holidays, like they're doing this as well. You know what? I think even Xfinity offers it up on the on the pay per view. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, on, on, on demand, I think that's one that they'll they'll throw in for free. Uh, so let's see here. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving will be available to stream on November 18th. and will be free to watch from November 25th to the there 27th. Charlie Brown Christmas will be available December 4th and will be free to watch from December 11th to the 13th. So you will be able to do it. I have to say, though, I've really enjoyed forgetting to watch it on network TV (laughs) for many years now. Uh, New animated Peanuts originals are actually coming to Apple TV+, Plus, including a second season of the daytime Emmy-nominated Snoopy in Space. I get a boner just hearing that. That was so exciting when you were a kid. Uh, and a slate of brand new specials that will find the Peanuts gang marking Mother's Day, Earth Day, New Year's Eve, and back to school as well. So can they're working can, on new shows. Preston, can they replace the Hillary Swank series with yeah. Snoopy in Space? Yeah, do, you think, do you think people would notice the shift? Might might be seamless, for all we know. All right, we're ready to get to the clip, so here we go. Challenger, the final flight is a docuseries that looks at the events surrounding the 1986 Space Shuttle Challenger disaster. In this clip, producer Glenn Zipper calls meeting the family of Bob Ebling, the man who tried to stop the launch. Here we go. We went out to Utah and we met with the Ebling family and, uh, and Bob Ebling had unfortunately already passed away. Um, but we met with his, uh, his daughters and his widow and it was just a remarkably powerful experience uh, to be talking to them and getting their first-person perspective of what it was like. Yeah. I wasn't that aware of this aspect of um, this this guy. And I know, that, Nick, you're watching the series? I watched the whole thing. It's four parts. It's great. Uh, I was 10 when the Challenger exploded. Did I remember you, it vividly being in the large group room at Hillside Elementary School. Did you remember a lot being made about the, 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 the this guy and nope. his, his attempt to Not stop this launch? thing? No, yeah. but learning about it afterwards was fascinating. And, uh, and I know we talked about this a little bit before, but Peter Billingsley was there the day that the launch happened. Uh, Ralphie from a Christmas story, and he was in charge of this like this youth program wow. uh, for space exploration. Did they was, think he had something to do with it? No, oh. but he's in the documentary, and he, I think he might be one of the producers on it too. But it, to hear his perspective, because he was about my age when the Challenger blew up, and he was sitting there in you know watching this as it went up. How 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 vigorous was his attempt to stop the launch? Uh, the guy that the, yeah. were not Peter Billingsley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't listening to the stop kid. The lights! <laughs> Uh, there were efforts, you know, that they, they realized that there were some flaws in this program, but there right. was so much pressure to do so many launches every year and to get these satellites up into space. And this was the highest profile of them because you had the, the teacher on Chris board. McAuliffe yeah. was this huge PR thing. And to, it's really interesting to look back to see uh, Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan be a part of the program and, like, just, just this huge American spirit that was behind all of it. It was a real great PR move for the country. So, uh, and then this disaster happened. Patty, come in and watch. <laughs> I'm coming, Daddy. Uh, Challenger, the final flight, is streaming now on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Trial of the Chicago 7 is courtroom drama about the seven people on trial following the anti-war uprising at the 1968 DNC. And in this clip, Aaron Sorkin discusses how he wants the film to be understood. I I wanted it to be about today. 
and it is. We didn't realize just how much it was going to be about today uh, until we got to today. But I didn't want it to be an exercise in nostalgia or a history lesson. Uh, I wanted to put as little between the film and the audience uh, as as possible. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7 is streaming now on Netflix. So there's a lot, a lot yeah. of good stuff to watch right now. It, and this is really, really good. I'm uh, probably about a third of the way through. I'm enjoying okay. it. Um, Borat's in it. He plays Eddie Is he playing Hoffman, Borat? You know? Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, my wife. Listen, I, who's going to want to need action? <laughs> I like to travel to Detroit. Uh, but I wasn't aware of this story, and it's it's very, very compelling. All right. Uh, that's what I got for you. That's your entertainment report. It's a that's lot it? of stuff. Yep, that's it. Sorry. Didn't get much in you there. You only gave us 30 minutes. All right. We're going to take a break and come back. We got a lot of stuff to do, uh, including give you a $25 gift card to Liberty Union Bar and Grill, which they are here today for the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff. So we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, you can visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light to enter to win a home gate prize pack delivered to you. And it could be a gift card to a local restaurant like Liberty Union Bar and Grill, which has locations in both Chester Springs and Kimmerton, PA. Liberty Union Bar and Grill features Americana casual comfort food, and it's home to the free tater tots. Ooh, I love tater tots. We get some of those today. Tater tots. Annabelle loves. Annabelle loves her tater tots. <laughs> Call her 12 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they rally together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Looking outside our studio windows, I'm waiting to see, like, tentacles. Uh, like the mist. Yeah, forming uh, out of nowhere because it is so insanely foggy. Uh, do be very careful on the drive. You know, slow down a little bit. I, I remember, Steve, you remember hearing stories of, like, on the Audubon in, in Europe where oh there'd be, God. like, 45 car pileups yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, and that's all from fog. Because you're you're upon the accident before you can do anything about it. Yeah, so... Uh, Especially at that speed. Make sure that you are very, very careful on the way in this morning. Uh, by the way, today, October 21st, is Back to the Future Day. Yeah! Oh, okay. This is the... You don't get it? Is that the day he left? That's the day he goes back to. I thought o- he went back October to... October 21st, Okay. We j- Jace just watched this movie for the first time. Real the other what day. What do you think? Uh, he liked it. He really liked it. He was into it. He had a lot of questions. Uh, a lot about you know going back and and the relationship between uh, him and the mom and what that meant. And so he he had a lot of questions. I think that he didn't fully understand some parts of it, but he loved it. It's funny because the present that he's leaving must seem like the fifties to Jace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right? <laughs> so it says here, case Back to the Future Day celebrated October twenty first. It is the date that Marty originally travels to the past. 
and sets in motion his undoubtedly uh, existential adventure. So was it the day he left on? Yeah, it had to have been because yeah. he went to November 5th, 1955. And then okay, to... you're right. So it was October 21st, 1985. No, okay. it was October 21st, 2015 in Back to the Future 2. And when he went to the future. Really? Isn't Nick Murphy like an expert in this? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's over there. Yeah, he would know. He's crying that. He's literally crying into his hands. But right. there was, for for a while there, just you couldn't trust the internet because it was saying, it kept saying what, like the wrong date of when they were right going now. in there. Here's the graphic. October 21st, 2015. It's clearly a time that they went to in the future. Yeah. So that would have been in, in Back to the Future 2. Yep. Yeah. So why do they celebrate it today then? Because it's not the original. Uh, you would think it would be November fifth yeah. or November twelfth. Casey, it says up there. These sons of bitches. Well, I'm, I'm confused. It's a time loop, and we're all caught well, in it. Well, then we can we can celebrate in a couple of days then when it's October twenty sixth. Uh, here you go. Nick pulled this up. Uh, Marty and Doc travel to October twenty first, nineteen or twenty fifteen in the nineteen eighty nine film, which is the sequel. So, Back to the Future Day was celebrated in 2015, which was a special year for the fans. The date was chosen for the reason that, theoretically, it was the day when the Chicago Cubs could win the World Series on this day. Um, so, I guess that they still celebrate it after 2015? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Steve, you sent me the article. I don't know. <laughs> I took a look at it. I'm it so seemed confused. to make sense to me. Yeah. But then again, I was doing mushrooms at the time. It's oh. Back to the Future too, which I enjoy, um, eh. you know, almost as much as uh, the, the first one. The third one, I just could never get into. I still like the third one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not as rabid a fan as like Nick, Nick Murphy is, and many other people are. <laughs> I enjoy the series. Yeah. Casey sent a link to Nick with a loophole uh, to Nick Murphy. Well, yeah, there were there were like they're ten, all actors. Right? Thing, no, <laughs> no some, there were ten that, things that like. What? Blow your mind about you know about the the movie or whatever or or potential loopholes or whatever it was. What was the most prominent one that oh, stuck I can't, out to you? You know what? I gotta remember. I, I can't. I can't remember what Murph, it was. But Murph like dismissed it immediately. No. Well, <laughs> he, what, he's what an apologist. Was, he is a Back he, to the Future apologist. Damn. He will never. It's find like a Holocaust denier. <laughs> exactly. And he will never ever find anything wrong with the movie. It's like, come on, you Listen, can you can understand. Yeah, even if there are a couple of. Things and their matter. technical details doesn't matter. It's an entertaining, fun, excellent, yes. well done I, movie. I, like I, I, there are levels of check your brainness uh, yeah. for all sorts of movies, and I'm glad to do it if they give me enough to work with. The Back to the Future trilogy gives you enough to work with to say, yeah. I'm, "Yes, I'm suspending everything. Let's go." I think yeah. the biggest problem, Casey, was uh, the 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 one that made the least logical sense. Was the disappearing people? You know, at some point, like if they're going to disappear, yeah, they would. If if you're sticking to two t- true timeline and time travel theory, they would have disappeared already. So the the plot point of Marty disappearing while on stage really doesn't make sense. In the right. end, who gives a crap? Yeah. Right, it's right. a yes. fun movie. They needed that as an indicator yes. as we're running out of and it's time. It's right? time. It's cool to show his hand disappearing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, um, well, whatever, celebrate in your own way if you want to today. Uh, but they did predict a few different things uh, that apparently uh, had come to pass. Uh, the most innovative part of the film was the Vista Glide motion control system, which allowed uh, Fox, well, I guess this was in the real life, to share scenes with himself. So apparently that was kind of cutting edge technology right, at right. the time. 
Um, so it did give us that. And then they predicted a few other things like the Cubs and the World Series. They ended up winning the World Series the following year in 2016. They also predicted a baseball team from Florida. That, yeah. that team didn't exist when uh, the movie was made. Um, yeah, and also large flat screens. Virtual reality eyewear, video conferencing, computer tablets, and biometric scanners. Yeah, that was where oh. Flea showed up, right? Wasn't it? He was Marty's boss in uh, Back to the Future Two, and and yeah. Marty is on the big was screen. He? Yeah, with with Flea. Um, where did they? Where did he work? Uh, I forget. But uh, was, the Flea Circus. No, no, the Flea was the actor. Oh, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> that one. That one. I won't. I won't really go back and visit. Yeah. Um, the first one I'll watch. You know, anytime it's on. It's it's a little more charming. I think. But, yeah. Um, the, the second one is is a little bit more uh, nihilistic and a little bit more dark, which is still works for me. And and the third one has the uh, you know Doc's romance. I think is what makes that really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things and and what, what what I sent you guys about Back to the Future was. Uh, after they come back, and now Biff is like the the dorky guy who's right. waxing the car or whatever. Why on God's green earth would you keep a guy who tried to rape your wife around around yeah. that close? I mean, this is a guy who was just an an a hole. And why well, would that's you... a nod to the Godfather movies? Keep your friends close right. and your, your enemies, enemies close. close. Uh, okay. Maybe it's just the sheer joy of making him <laughs> wax your car twice. Right. You know, so I don't know. Biff, come like in that. here and shave my nuts. <laughs> huh. Right away, Mr. McFly. That would have been great. Right, yeah. That would have been excellent. I need a good ass wiping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just have him do all that work. All right, well, anyhow, it's sort of Back to the Future Day. Yes. Uh, you know what? Uh, these are I, uh, That's something I noticed this morning. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. The officer uh, has arrived. I noticed an ad on Instagram the other day and thought about ordering this, and it does tie into this story that I also noticed. But have you seen the vampire fangs? I have. That you push up with your tongue? No, that I have not seen. And they slide down? No, that I have not seen. I I saw another ad for a really long, almost like walrus fangs that stick out of your... No, these are ones that are hidden up in your gum line. And when you when you push your tongue up to the roof of your mouth, it clicks. They, no, they don't, it doesn't click. They slide down. Uh, see if no, you can, see if you can find video for this ad. It looks really, really cool. I think I want that. No, but uh, and, and Instagram showed me these really cool silicone masks that look like really. They look like you should probably spend like a couple hundred bucks on them, but they're only like twenty five bucks. But I can't. I. Uh, when I go to find them on on Amazon, they're probably a rip. It seems a little wonky, so I, I just won't make. These that are purchase. cool. See oh, that man! I so want that. They're we're, on the we're, out- looking at, we're looking at the. That's fangs. really funny. They're the on video. the outside of your teeth, they're, they're, so they don't stick over your teeth. Because a lot of those ones that do can cause dental damage. Uh-huh. So these are th- these are resting between your your outer uh, lip and your gums. Yep. How does that work? Yes. All right. Well, first you got to hot glue them in there. Okay. No, but it do, that does tie into my next story here. And uh, case I'm not sure, but there's there's a lever that you push with your tongue, and it, and it causes them to slide down. And you can do it slowly as if they're growing, which is awesome. So they're called uh, vamp vamp fangs. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, I'm gonna get that because I I gotta I gotta. If it arrives in time, I'll wear it in here. But I got one of those latex mask cases. You did? Yeah, it looks like the vampire. If you saw Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah, there's a scene where he becomes a real. He looks like a, like a real bat. How much did you spend on it? I cannot tell you. <laughs> But All right. My wife was not happy. The, the guy next to me, tell him. Yeah, I'll tell you later. <laughs> uh, TikTok users are now using nail adhesive 
uh, made of the same ingredients as super glue to secure fake vampire fangs to their real teeth for Halloween. <laughs> huh. Okay. It's not good. And the issue is uh, getting them off. You rip your obviously. teeth out. Yeah. Videos of young people panicking as they struggle to yank off their fake fake fangs are now circulating. <laughs> Why don't they use, like, a denture glue or something that's like that? That's what dentists recommend you do, okay. Kathy. In fact, should. that's what they usually recommend in the instructions for those things. Yes. Uh, but you can still have a risk to them, especially if you're putting those on. Mm-hmm. Say you have a crown. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they, they recommend denture glue or ortho wax. They're both easily removed. Uh, but videos of young people panicking as they struggle, struggle to get them off from circulating. Dentists are also replying to the videos Telling those with fangs stuck to their teeth exactly what to do when the worst-case scenario occurs. They note your first step should be seek dental attention, and you should not try to pull on the teeth. Yes. Uh, They add that if you can't go to a dentist immediately, you should wait for the fangs to just fall off. So see see at the corporate, uh, you know, the conference meeting (laughs) the next day. Uh, Bella, would you like to bring us up to speed? And uh, then it says to gently go about brushing your teeth and rinsing your mouth with water as you normally would. Uh, The dentists also say that the nail glue and super glue of any kind is poisonous. It is not intended for use inside of your mouth. I'll tell you one quick thing, though, on on that uh, page with the crazy glue and using that for that sort of application. You guys, have, you've gotten the liquid Band-Aid? Yeah. yeah. It's, when you smell it, it's clearly just crazy glue. Oh, really? I mean, it's, it, it smells exactly like crazy glue. <laughs> I've used it. It's great. It's absolutely wonderful. Right. Because it's crazy glue. But it's yeah. just crazy glue. That's <laughs> all it see, is. It seems to be that. Dude, so, I mean, dentists have the coolest tools and contraptions. They have this thing. It's, it's basically, it's, I think they might even call it a, a reverse hammer. You guys ever see anything like this? No. I mean, obviously, you guys know what a hammer it is. You, I, you know. I know that that is MC Hammer's nemesis. So, but they, they use this... Anti-hammer. Re- <laughs> the anti-hammer. You can touch this all you want. Yeah. So they use this reverse hammer. Like, let's say you have, like, a, a, a crown or a bridge on that's that's glued in pretty hard, and they need to get it off, and what, the pliers that they're using are not, not working. Yeah. They have this thing. It's a contraption that, like, I guess it goes kind of around the tooth, and they basically... Pull, and but you're—they're not like yanking your head, but, but like by this pulling maneuver, it, it basically—I mean, just think of like a hammer, but like reverse. I, I don't—I'm trying to very hard to follow. <laughs> I know that what my know dentistry what does is hit me. She hits me in the back of the head with a mallet. Okay, well that might work no, too. I, I know what you're talking about, Case. So I, yeah. I've seen uh, removing of a like a brake drum on on a car where it won't come off very long is an attachment. It hooks onto the the bolts, and then there's a slide yeah. with a weight, and you hit it going the other direction. It's and wild. So it's something like that. And so you think dentists have cool tools? <laughs> <laughs> if I walk in and I see an array of dentistry yeah. tools laid out, I start sweating. Yeah. Well, then you know Anxiety. what? I have just the movie for you. It's called Marathon Man. Yeah, right. yeah. You're going to love his tools. <laughs> Wait, i got to tell you my dentist story. So I went uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was a dentist in the practice that I had never seen before. And you guys know I take care of my teeth. So you have each gorgeous time I go, teeth. I go to the dentist. They comment on that. On that. So this guy, he does you know, the exam yeah. or whatever. He goes, wow, what a great mouth. You got a great mouth. Look at the mouth on you. Look at, Look at I, mouth on like, you. Let me see how big that is. <laughs> you got a great mouth. Here he is. Some ribs. <laughs> and everything in the office is open. Like they don't have, they don't close doors. It's all like kind of like dental cubicles. It's a hell of a mouth. So like the want whole... to fart in it? No, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. Let's knock this one out. I want to 
Hop up on the chair and fart in your face. <laughs> so I know the whole office is listening. He's like, great. You got a great mouth. What a great mouth. And look at the cans on this one. Seriously. Wow. Uh, that is a little well, weird, you. isn't it? But, but well, listen, if a trained, well. seasoned dentist is commenting, take yeah. that as the highest compliment. They appreciate it. Yeah. And we know how they've commented on your vagina before. Right, that's so perfect, not the too. Dentist. Now, it's a dentist, yeah, right. I'm only imagining you have a spectacular vagina. <laughs> Well, hey, sir. Hey, what's, uh, the, what's your gynecologist number? <laughs> I'm going to go to Olivia, who is a dental assistant. Hi, Olivia. You're on the air. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, Olivia. What's up? Um, so I got to tell you that that is not the first time I have heard of nail polish being used as glue in the mouth, <sighs> let Na- alone Gorilla Glue to put <laughs> denture teeth back on a denture. Oh, I'm sure the do-it-yourself dentistry that you guys see in your industry has got, uh, I'm sure you have a lot of stories. Yeah, you won't believe it. Like, some people have even used, like, crazy glue to cement back in a bridge. Yeah. Oh, my God. We had this story. Uh, actually, Olivia, it was Kathy's. Mm-hmm. Put your son's tooth in your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Gluing, gluing his son's tooth. His son lost a tooth. He had a young child. His son lost his tooth. Uh, this man had <laughs> was missing some teeth, uh, maybe from some drug use, and uh, he was gluing his son's tooth in his mouth. So he had, like, one little baby tooth. That's legit, oh right, Olivia? <laughs> You guys recommend that oh, in dental God. school? Yeah. yeah. If you that? find teeth on the ground, you can just pick them up and glue them in your head, right? Wow. It's the, unbelievable what people will do nowadays. Well, and it, it, it so there was, did you see the thing, Olivia? It, it, it was a big TikTok um, rage. It was, it was filing, people filing oh. their teeth down to, sh- to make their canines appear more prominent. I've heard of that, and that's just absolutely ridiculous. Awful. That's yeah. insane. Awful. Wow. All right, thanks, Olivia. Could you imagine running a file across no, your teeth? No, 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 no. I, I can, no. Uh, I don't even uh-uh. like to eat gritty food. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't even like to watch gritty on the, the, the flyers. Yes. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of sports, um, yeah. the movie Concussion. Yes. Uh, in the beginning of that, David Morse plays a football player, and I think it was based on a real story. It yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the, the Steelers. For the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. And when they found him, you know, because he had the the CTE, um, you know, so he was driving him crazy from all the concussions. Um, he had replaced his own teeth with something huh? uh, in the beginning of the movie, and I was curious if was that it was chiclets. By if any that chance? was true, it wasn't chiclets, but okay. it was he had like glued <laughs> stuff in there. There is. It was really weird. I see this thing advertised now. I don't know if it's just purely for cosmetic things, a la the way people glue in grills or put in. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's something like that. I can't imagine that would have any sort of chewing power, no. you know? Oh, hang on a second. Let me go to Joe here. Oh. Hey, oh. Joe. <laughs> Joe, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. <laughs> you wanted to tell us about your great aunt, right? Yeah, my great aunt, Ruth. Uh, she was a great woman, but um, she, she saw those commercials for the teeth whitening. Uh-huh. And she wanted to... <laughs> She painted her teeth white with nail polish. Oh, she painted God. her teeth white with nail oh, polish. Yeah, and then the, she's like, that wasn't even the worst part. She, like, realized, like, she didn't want it to chip or anything, so she used nail polish remover. Oh, my God. So she's putting all of that nail polish remover and nail polish Dude, in her mouth. Nail polish yeah. remover, like, if you smell it, it will get you high. I can't imagine what I happens know. if you put it in your mouth. <laughs> you know, like, the nail, we've talked about this wow. before, the Thanks, nail Joe. places that you'd find in a mall where you where you can, you can all, you're passing out because the fumes are so the intense. Are, yeah. Imagine. 
imagine it's right in your own mouth. Yeah, that's uh, wow. Okay, don't do that. Don't paint your teeth. Don't uh, don't glue <laughs> your son's bangs tooth. or your son's tooth to your mouth or anything like that. Wow. I wonder who that guy is. Okay, I want to get those though, Precious. So you, uh, I'll have to check out. Yeah, they're pretty cool looking, right? Okay, yeah. got my my master, my wife got me. All right, uh, I you know what I noticed? What'd you notice? I noticed they've never found any bodies in the Titanic wreck. Justin noticed that they never found any biological remnants of the crew of the Titanic. That's right. So people have been diving the wreck for 35 years. No one's found human remains ever, according to the company that owns the salvage You think race. there might be some survivors, Noticer? Uh, maybe. No. Uh, but the company's plan to retrieve... <laughs> Retrieve this ship's yes, I- we're in here. iconic radio equipment has sparked a debate. Could the world's most famous shipwreck still hold remains of passengers and crew who died a century ago? I, 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 I would have thought the bleaches would have been there. No, but, but even bones, they say, would 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 start to. Um, would start to disintegrate down there. I saw, I've saw. i seen a couple of specials on that where they seem to address this issue. Is there now a point of contention that says yeah. there should be some sort of something? They might. Uh, uh, archaeologists say remains could still be there, and they say that the company fails to consider the prospect in its dive plan. This is lawyers for the U.S. government. They've, they've raised that, this question in an ongoing court battle to block the planned expedition. Uh, so according to Paul Johnston, the curator of maritime history at the Smithsonian, Said 1,500 people died in the wreck. You can't possibly tell me that some human remains aren't buried deep somewhere where there are no currents. So I wonder how, so on the way down, obviously there's a, a debris field that, that, you know, from the initial sinking. And then you had people, bodies float and then sink mm-hmm. uh, later on. Um, yeah, maybe. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I just assumed over time and the, the, the salt water and, you know, creatures down there that it, it just would have taken care of all of that. Yeah, I wonder how many people were actually. I guess most people would have been on deck. There probably weren't that many people that were inside because it was well known the ship was going down. For they a say while. a couple of people, as illustrated in the movie, just opt to be in their cabins and go down that way. Uh, the company RMS Titanic Incorporated wants to exhibit the ship's Marconi wireless telegraph machine. It's broadcast the sinking. Ocean liners distress calls and help save about 700 people in lifeboats. Maybe we can get Jack's sketchbook. Uh, retrieving the equipment would require an unmanned submersible to slip through a skylight or cut into a heavily corroded roof on the ship's deck. A suction dredge would remove loose silt while manipulator arms could cut electrical cords. Say a suction dredge? That did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that guy gets horny about anything. anything. <laughs> suction dredge. Uh, RMS Titanic Incorporated says human remains likely would have been noticed after roughly 200 dives, though. They said it's not like taking a shovel to Gettysburg. Uh, the An oceanographer had uh, with the company said, and there's an unwritten rule that... Should we see human remains? We turn off the cameras and decide what to do next. You're supposed to have a level of reverence for the deceased, and that's why I think in, in a lot of these cases, as with the Arizona, it's it's a it's a memorial, it's a cemetery mm-hmm. basically, and and this is how this stuff should be approached, right? I, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Different people have different ideas about what is considered the right thing to do and respectful or because... Or could you turn the bones into golfing clubs? Uh, because, you know, I mean, maybe somebody would want the body retrieved and taken like you find. Sometimes there are, you know, little pieces of bodies that are fi- yeah. found after years and years and they want to bury those and do it in that it's way. True. So, it's true. But then again, sometimes some people consider the ocean a burial, which means you could just chuck a body over the side and there you go. Done and uh, No fuss, no muss. No fuss, no muss. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother's ashes are in my house and when my dad passes, he wants to be cremated and I'm, we're, they're going to be poured into the ocean. Into the ocean, okay. Yep. 
Do you have a specific spot that's been requested? I'm just going to flush them. Okay. No, no, the, the, uh, um, Long Island Sound? Or? <laughs> Long Island Sound. A buoy 11B, which is a halfway mark between uh, Long Island and Connecticut. Okay. Uh, so, anyhow, they, um, yeah, the dispute. All drains lead to the ocean, Steve. <laughs> I learned that right. finding In a way, it will yeah. end up there. You're, the you're dis- fine. The dispute stems from a larger debate over how the Titanic's victims should be honored and whether an expedition should be allowed to enter its hull. So they're they're kicking this around. Do you think, they want that radio. Do you think you would ever even consider, I mean, it's such a fascinating thing to take a trip down to see the Titanic. It's a long trip down. Mm-hmm. And it's a long trip back. Do you think you would ever do that? Um... Yeah, I think I think I could handle that. Um, I think I could if they gave me a bathroom. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Where do you go? You there's no way you can hold it in for six hours. There's got to be like a porta pot or something. I would, yeah, I would imagine they have yeah. something you can use. But uh, yeah, I think that would be very very interesting. It'd be amazing. It's extremely hostile, you know. Yes. Uh, territory. Right. But the equipment they use. The sharks. They've done it two hundred times, and nobody's been killed. From what I can tell, James so. Cameron did that movie, The Ghost of the Abyss, yeah. where he went down, and it was part of the process of you know doing research and post research after the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Mm. It's in three D right. too. And uh, to quote James Cameron, Steve, he, he in this article he says we've seen clothing, we've seen shoes, we've seen pairs of shoes, which would strongly suggest that there was a body at one point, but we've never seen any human remains. So okay. uh, James Cameron kind of disputes the notion of trying to look for human remains. Okay, right. uh, he did say he also saw a uh, wooden. Uh, vampire teeth. Oh, my God. That you could retract. Even then. Uh, by the way, Eric on the line says, no bones because of sea worms and bacteria that uh, eat the bones. So, okay. Eric, thank you. We don't have time to go to your call. All right, anyhow, these are a few things that I noticed and had to do a quick one because we are going live on Fox. Good day. That's right. Notice her, notice her, notice her, notice the time and everything. I did. I even noticed that. So we're going to have to take a break. We'll come back and we'll jump on with those guys at uh, Fox. Good day. We have the battle of the self-proclaimed experts oh, taking place this I'm morning. i forward to this. We'll see how they fare and Aisha Tyler's going to be on the show and more. we got a bunch Stop coming up. We'll be right back. MMR's Rocktober Madness. All the drama of sports. Without the sports. We started with 64 bands, and now it's down to the excellent eight. Who will win and advance? That's up to you. Listen for the matchups with Pierre and Jackson. Then vote at WMMR.com or on our app. And Friday at 2.30, listen for the final matchup. You'll choose who takes home the crown. Then, starting at 7, listen as your champion kicks off a two-hour victory lap music marathon with Jackie Bam Bam. October Madness, presented by Horizon Services. Heating, plumbing, cooling, and indoor air quality. And 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. We're going to play a game today, never been done before, called Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. So we have two contestants that are ready to go head-to-head, and we'll get to that a little bit after 8 o'clock, like 8, 15, 8, 20, something like that. So we'll get you set, and then we also got to recap some of Rocktober Madness as we're preparing for that to roll out once again with Pierre Robert today and some interesting matchups. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. we got eight left, so we'll find out. All right, music means we're going on Fox. Good day. Here it is. Hey, President Steve. Hi, guys. Hello. Good morning. we got a fight. Uh, Beastie Boys, of course. Now, this is what uh, members of the Beastie Boys told us, well, told 
people on the internet. <laughs> that, that the song had a jockish feel to it, kind of too much frat boy feel to it, and that wasn't the vibe that they wanted to put out there. What? So they did never like that song. Wow. What do you think? Okay. I think Preston. Go ahead. Well, they. I mean, they 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 evolved over time. They they got a little bit different in their in their delivery. So I, I think a lot of artists look at their earlier on some of them anyway as kind of embarrassingly look back and go, uh, we were still trying to figure things out then. So that stands to reason. I always thought it was done as sort of a tongue-in-cheek sort of um, anthem, anthemic sort of yeah. thing. And that was the whole purpose was to have fun with it. But, you know, after it, also it ends up songs that are played a lot, that artists play a lot in concert oh. and stuff like that, they start to just get sick of. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then, um, you know, and we talked about this the other day. Sometimes, no matter how great a song is, and we we have a lot of music here on MMR. It, like it'll become white noise. You've heard it so much, and that yeah. I can see that wearing an artist down to have to mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So there's that. Yeah. I, by the way, I love you both. I think we lost them. No, we didn't. Oh. Okay. Then, then speak up, Mike. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Uh, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Robert Plant said he would break out in hives when he had to sing that song in every show. It's so long, too. Uh, yeah, that's that one. And, and I think he was the lyrics kind of got a little goofy after a while once mm -hmm. he kind of realized all the... Uh, the hedgerows yeah, and the, uh, and the bustles. bustles and yeah. <laughs> no one knows what the hell's going on All those on things. There. But, uh, My guess is, and I don't know about this, but you, you think drugs were involved? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, I hate to bring that up when I talk about Nirvana, but uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, uh, you know, the late Kurt Cobain said he could barely get through it. At concerts, he wanted to throw his guitar down and walk away. I wonder if it happens because it becomes such a hit. You know what I mean? That so, they feel anchored to it? Yeah, that that uh, or that maybe it wasn't their favorite song they wrote, and all of a sudden, everyone loves it. Oh, damn, I wrote a great song. You know what I mean? <laughs> From the fan level, does it sort of, we had Rob Zombie on the show, and he talked about, hey, so Preston said to him one time, you know, hey, you're going to play some new music from your new album? He says, no, nobody wants to hear that at the concert. They want to hear the hits. Yeah. And so he's well, right. you got to respect that, you know? That's, that yeah. is true, especially when you go to a concert. Hey, I'd like to play a couple of new songs I just wrote. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Bathroom break. Right. Yeah. Everyone's like, no. <laughs> Please, mm -hmm. no. How about Michael McDonald? He's been singing... What a I fool belong. believes. What a fool believes. Since the mid-70s. Yeah. And he does it at every single concert. Well, if you went and saw a concert of Michael McDonald and didn't sing it, you'd feel ripped off. Yeah. I know right? there, there was a time right. when when uh, Paul McCartney didn't like going through the old Beatles catalog. Uh, and it was years after he, you know, it was, it was past the band. But yeah. then after a while he realized, you know what? These these are important to people. These some people find these right. really important, and and it would be silly for me not. It would be silly for me yes. to deny them of that. What so. if you're front row center and Cisco doesn't sing the thong song? I know it. Right? I burn the place down. <laughs> you spent three hundred dollars for a ticket. I'd be so upset. <laughs> thong, ta -dong, thong, thong. I will see you next week. All right, bye. All right. Bye. bye guys. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was an awkward pause, right? What the hell? I know what happened. There was what? they were if we couldn't see, but I had it over here. There, flashing lights started to happen, and they both became hip hypnotized. Oh, that's what it was. Wow. Do you think okay. something was in his ear? Yeah, probably. But like, you got to let us know something. <laughs> Make we're, it known. We're yeah. an audio medium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean. 
So pauses are difficult. Why don't they, they should cut to one of those old time graphics, Preston, where the, the cameraman's standing there and he has the camera pulled apart and there's right. technical <laughs> well, difficulties, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. You know what? I'll tell you the problem is sometimes he wants to host the segment and sometimes he wants to toss it off to you and you host it, Preston. Like there's no consistency. Well, I mean, if, you, Mike. if if he asks me a question, I will gladly go on with it. And, but we had finished answering a question. so Right. Yeah, so did he want you to continue as a host would? Now, mind or you, did he want to ask another question? We <laughs> adore Mike and we adore Alex. But I think this is the kind of conflict that can only be rectified with a duel. Uh, <laughs> oh, Gladiator okay. style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyhow, let's uh, you know what we didn't get? We didn't get traffic. So let's take a look at NJM Insurance Take a long pause and then Yeah, Kathy, what's up this morning? No music. 95 northbound. <laughs> 95 northbound is Jam Street Road to 413. That accident in the left lane. Uh, south on 95 Heavy Arm. We go to the Gerard. Once you get to the Vine westbound, it's jammed 8th to Broad, the Ben Franklin Parkway, to the Schuylkill Expressway on the Boulevard southbound. Heavy 9th to Wissahickon, Schuylkill Expressway eastbound, slowing from Conshohocken into Belmont. Montgomery to Spring Garden westbound, University to South City, out to Conshohocken. An accident on the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound has a slow from Fort Washington to the Mid-County Tolls. Uh, and then in New Jersey, southbound on the New Jersey Turnpike from Burlington Mountain Holly to Route 73. The right lane is closed with construction. 55 northbound heavy Deptford to 42. And just keep in mind this fog this morning really causing issues. Uh, it's a dense fog that will last, they're saying, throughout the morning commute. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Prime members right now at Whole Foods Market. All frozen pizzas, 50% off. Stock up and save through November 3rd while supplies last. And find more deals on the Whole Foods Market app. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, we are going to start with a story out of Colorado. A 73-year-old woman was cited with two misdemeanors after a young buck deer she had raised in her home gored her neighbor last week. Tynette Housley admitted to raising and feeding the deer, which she took into her home a year ago when it was a days-old fawn. On Friday morning, the buck attacked a neighbor who was walking her dog. Uh, that buck repeatedly knocked her down and gored her with its antlers while she ran into a neighbor's house and then into uh, to her own house. Uh, only when she ran between two cars in her garage did the buck back a- a- off. So I know you have a couple of bucks that you've been raising in your home, Preston, but you put rubber stoppers on their antlers, right? It's to, it saves everybody. <laughs> yeah, it saves your neighbors. Uh, uh, the woman spoke to officers from her hospital bed and has since been released. She suffered serious lacerations to her head, cheek, and legs. The buck also approached a wildlife officer who was investigating the attack, and the officer euthanized the buck, which had blood on its two-pronged antlers, and took it to a lab so that it could be tested for rabies and other diseases. Rattlers! Uh, <laughs> the deer's stomach contents of hay, grain, corn, and possibly potato Confirmed that humans Potato. were feeding it. Boy, they mash and stick him in a stomach. <laughs> uh, Housley was uh, cited with the illegal possession of wildlife, by the way. Well, a naked man was caught on camera stealing a Biden-Harris campaign sign from an Albuquerque resident's front yard over the weekend. I mean, the dude is completely, completely naked. naked. I don't know why he felt the need to get naked. Footage from the homeowner's ring security camera show the man walk up from the darkness... Snatch the sign out of the ground, then disappear under the moonlight. 
The person who posted the video on Reddit said that it happened in the wee hours of Saturday morning. Well, I think if he was looking to make a statement, just being naked in public got it done, right? Yes. And a neighbor eventually found the sign, discarded two streets away, and it was and returned it. Uh, this isn't the first time someone has let loose on a presidential campaign sign in Albuquerque. Last month, a viral video from Facebook showed a man fully clothed hacking up a Trump sign with a machete on an Albuquerque street corner. Uh, the incident is currently under investigation. So if I'm going to encounter either one of those, I'm encounter- I am I prefer the naked I'll dude. I'll take the naked Yeah, the naked yeah. You get a laugh out of it. You get a laugh out of it and less machete. Um, here's a follow-up story. The Danish inventor who was convicted of torturing and murdering a Swedish journalist in a self-built submarine in 2017. Do you guys remember the story? It's crazy. Escaped on Tuesday from the prison where he is serving a life sentence, but was quickly recaptured after a standoff with snipers. Peter Madsen was seen in a dramatic video surrounded by heavily armed police as he sat with his hands behind his back on a grassy patch at the side of a road in Albertsland. I'm so screwed. A reporter said that he was wearing a belt-like device around his waist. Members of the bomb squad also responded to the scene. Madsen reportedly took a hostage inside the prison and had threatened the person with what appeared to be a firearm. He stopped less than a half mile from the prison. They said he scaled the wall, Preston. He had chomping teeth attached to springs on his belt. (laughs) Pictures of power? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. It's not original, but effective. (laughs) A witness said that uh, police suddenly surrounded a white van outside of the prison in suburban Copenhagen and opened the door and pulled Madsen out. Madsen had been uh, kept in isolation amid concerns that he would try to escape from the lockup, which he did. In a recent interview for a documentary, the 49-year-old admitted to the crime for the first time answering yes when asked whether he had killed Kim Wall in August 2017. I meant no. I did not. Uh, Here's my favorite story of the day. A group of flying squirrel (laughs) smugglers has been grounded after a 19-month-long investigation that stretched across the country and as far as Asia, Florida wildlife officials say. So the flying squirrels themselves were being smuggled, or were they the smugglers? No, they were being smuggled. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission announced the uh, series of arrests, which disputed, I'm sorry, which disrupted what they called an elaborate organized enterprise to smuggle Florida's wildlife to interstate and international buyers. There's a big market for flying squirrels? The FWC received a tip about flying squirrels being illegally trapped in rural Marion County. That eventually led them to uncover an elaborate scheme to poach and smuggle animals to unsuspecting buyers. The flying squirrels, which are a protected species in the state, by the way, uh, were trapped in central Florida, then sold to a wildlife dealer in Bushnell, who resold them as captive-bred pets and not wildlife. Casey, could you come into the library for a second? <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, but up here in the Poconos, we we have flying squirrels. Huh. Uh, you may rejoin your family. The scheme involved buyers flying uh, to Bushnell from Korea, then driving them to Chicago, then flying them back to Asia using an unwitting pet exporter. So what's the end result? Are they, are they, are they used for... Anything? Are they eaten? Are they turned into vitamins? Are they just pets? pets? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Other traffickers from Atlanta eventually became involved, none of whom ever knew the identities of the others involved. Investigators believe the poachers caught as many as 3,600 flying squirrels through central... Holy uh, hell! ...throughout central Florida in less than three years, setting as many as 10,000 traps. Turtles and even alligators were also smuggled and smuggled in a similar fashion. What were those little things? Uh, sugar, sugar, sugar gliders. gliders. Sugar yeah. gliders. They were uh, all the rage for a while. 
Uh, experts uh, estimate the international retail value of the poached wildlife exceeding $1 million. By the way, this from this news story, flying squirrels, while small and adorable, do not make good pets. <laughs> so not good to have, but they were doing it. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back. If you want to hear potential disaster, stay tuned in. We're going to try a game we've never done before. I so. think if you have any love of Rocky and the Rocky films, yes. uh, I know I'm very excited about this. Yes, so uh, we're going to do Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts right, when we come back. <laughs> so we will find out how well they do. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? We'll visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, uh, for this next segment, we do have a prize pack that we're going to be giving away to the winner. Very nice. Uh, it's mainly going to be for bragging rights and being an expert, uh, being the champion. Well, and, and certified by us, and that, you know what kind of weight that carries. That is correct. But before we get to that, um, I would like a chance for our audience to have something to win while we're going to uh, give a chance for these competitors to win. Uh, because Liberty Union Bar and Grill is here, and they brought some fantastic food. Chicken pot pies. I have to try that. Very yummy. Chicken um, pot, chicken pot, chicken oh, pot pie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, oh, yeah. the Liberty Union Barn Grill is here, part of the Bud Light uh, Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate Kickoff. I have a $25 gift certificate uh, for caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. And don't forget, as part of this year's Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate Kickoff, you can win incredible prizes for your football home gate, including a case of Bud Light Platinum, $100 Primo's gift card, custom MMR and Bud Light Platinum seltzer pint glasses, and a $25 gift card uh, from a local restaurant like Liberty Union Bar and Grill. And uh, don't forget, if you go to WMMR.com slash Bud Light, you can enter to win the home gate prize pack delivered by a member of the Preston and Steve show. Yeah, it's uh, going to be our regular Thursday night thing. That's oh, right. Man. Exactly. All right. So oh, with that, caller number 11, we're going to set you up. And in the meantime... We're going to play a game. Yeah. We're going to try this out. I hope it works out well because I think this could turn into something that we do on a somewhat regular basis. So the, the, the real pressure here is on the contestants to make this a game that's so entertaining that we want to do it again. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> listening, don't mess it up. Let's get started. Here we go. In these dark times, the Preston and Steve show has searched the world for a ray of light to lead us to greener pastures, using all earthly resources to find and deliver the one thing that will give us all hope. But they couldn't find anything, so they just decided to play a game instead. Introducing Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. So what we are going to do is get two people on the line who claim to be an expert in a specific category. And for the first one that we've done, I thought we would tie right into something that lives and breathes here in the city of brotherly love. And and not only the city of brotherly love, but as a main 
pop culture staple of our show. Absolutely. The Rocky franchise. And I'm so into this that even on the papers that I have before me with the rules and information, I've used both a red and yellow paper clip uh, to represent the trunks that Rocky wore in the first fight against the politics. I figured I'd do it. All right, so let me introduce our contestants, and I got to, we got loads of emails that were written wonderfully, and it's the main reason that I chose these particular people. So our first contestant is a middle school principal and professional wrestler from Downingtown. Excellent. And he writes, I can recite every line from all six canon films. It was the word canon that kind yeah. of uh, mm-hmm. steered me to him. Uh, and he said, and also the terrible young adult novelizations. For example, Adrian was pregnant in Rocky IV. That's what a fan he is. He reads the novelizations. He said, I know that Thunderlips eats 202 pounds and Bob Hope does more for charity than anyone. <laughs> Butkus doesn't want to hear about other people's problems. And the bank would have given them a great mortgage interest rate and Rocky won't leave any hair in the sink. And also, Rantlers. So, contestant number one, please welcome Nick Indig- Indiglio. Yay! Nick, I butchered your name. How do you say your last name? You got it right, Indeglio. Indeglio. All right, thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. So you're going to be contestant number one. Hang on. And then the second one I got is from someone who was born and raised in Philly, currently living in Washington Township, New Jersey. And she writes, let me tell you a story about a girl whose parents once taped Rocky III off TV and used that tape as a babysitter for her and her little brother on days when mom just didn't have it in her to deal with the bull ass. And I'm talking a few times a week. I hadn't even seen the first two movies yet, but I could quote the third from a young age. She goes on to write a really long message. And it's a really touching letter. Yeah, it is. And she said they became her comfort movies. I've watched them all so many times that when I said to my husband just yesterday, I ain't punchy, I have what you'd call a relaxed brain. Uh, He, not the Rocky fan, replied, it's been a while since you've watched them. Uh, they remind me of my dad who passed nine years ago this week. He was always an underdog his whole life, uh, but came out a winner in the end, even though he was never rich or famous. She said, I watch them all several times a year, and I've read everything written about them. And no, Adrian was originally written as a Jewish girl with an overbearing mother, not a father. And that the original ending to the first movie had Rocky and Adrian walking away together after the fight versus ending it in the ring. These characters are my fa- are family to me. I have no doubt. I could go toe-to-toe with anybody and come out holding the belt over my head, drenched in sweat and blood. Please welcome Jennifer Bardal yeah. to the show this morning. Right. Hey, Jennifer, how you doing? All right. How you doing today? Excellent. Doing very, very well. No so pressure. No pressure. That's good. All right. None, none at all. So you're going to be going up against Nick in this competition and I am going to lay down the rules here because we haven't discussed that with you guys yet. So you get to learn about this and adapt to it quickly. I'll even give you a sample question okay, just to see how things go. So this is the way that the battle of the self-proclaimed experts is going to work. We are going to have three rounds of questioning. First round will be one-point questions. They are by far the easiest ones. The second round will be two-point questions. They're a little bit harder. And the third round will be four five-point questions, and they are by far the most difficult. Nick, 
You mind keeping track Not and keeping score for me? Yeah. I appreciate that. So is it conceivable in the third round that someone can really change the course of the game? Absolutely. All right. So we'll see how this works, and we'll see if my system is flawed by the end of this. Now, I don't it, so. once we do have a so, champion. So, Preston. Yes. Preston, you, so you picked three rounds because it took Rocky three rounds to knock out Clubber Lang in the second fight in Rocky Three. correct? Don't go showing your hand just <laughs> yet, sir. But you are correct. Yes, you are correct. Well done, Nick. All right, so... Uh, and the way this is going to work as well, I do have a couple of tiebreakers should we have right. a tie in points at the end. And then we'll have a little twist. Once we have a champion, they, we're not done there. There's still another chance for something to take place. So, And, and hopefully we'll have enough time to do this in. Uh, let's see how this works out. Now, in order for you guys to let me know you have an answer you want to uh, give... You're going to have to buzz in. Now, normally, we'd have you here in the studio. We'd be using buzzers. But since nobody can come into the studio, we're going to do this on the phone. And you're going to buzz in by saying your own name. Whomever we hear say the name first is going to get the first shot at it. Now, you can buzz in at any time. But keep in mind, if you buzz in before I'm done asking the question, I'm going to stop right there. There might be more information that you might need to know to get a correct answer. If you answer correct... You get the points awarded to you. If you answer incorrectly, the other contestant has an opportunity to answer that question. And let you finish the question. That is correct. I will finish the question for the second person. So, to test this out, I'm going to ask a Rocky trivia question. It's one of the easiest ones I could ask, but I just want to see how you guys do with buzzing in. So, Jen, are you ready? Yes. And Nick, are you ready? Absolutely. All right, so this is just a this is a test question. So the question is, name Rocky's pet turtles. Nick. Jen. Nick buzzed in first. And Nick, the answer? Cuff and Link. That's correct, yes. Okay. So you don't get a point. That was just a sample question. Uh, so just want to make sure you guys knew how that worked. All right. Are we ready to play? We're ready! Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts, round number one. Get yourselves ready to buzz in because we are beginning with the one-point questions. Question number one. In Rocky Balboa, whose grave does Rocky visit? Jen. Ooh, I heard Jen with an edge. I did, All right, Jen, you get to answer. Adrian. That is correct. One point for Jen. Second question. Remember, these are the easiest ones. In Rocky Five, who does Rocky fight on the street? Nick. Jen. Nick, Nick, Nick. J- buzzed in first. Nick, your answer. He fights Tommy Gunn. That is correct. Right. We got an even match so far. Ding, I just watched the other day. That is correct. Third question in the easiest category of questions. Which character coldly remarked, if he dies, he dies? Jen. Jen, your answer. Ivan Drago. That is correct. Two points for Jen, one for Nick. Final question in round one. Here we go. In the film Rocky, how many raw eggs does Rocky go? Nick. Nick. Nick, you get to answer. That is correct. Yes. All right. So it's tied up. That is round number one. Easiest question. Yeah, very easy. The toughest one probably would have been how many eggs, but you could take a guess at that. All right, let's go on to round number two. Ding, ding. That is correct. Thank you. (laughs) I want a music change. All right, here we go. Round two. All right, these questions are a little bit harder. I'm starting to sweat now, Preston. There were two points each. We should have Kathy walk around the studio as our card girl. (laughs) Why didn't I think of that? 
All right, here we go. Apollo Creed, heavyweight champion, suddenly needs a new opponent when his scheduled opponent is injured during training. What was the scheduled opponent's name? Nick. I heard Nick. Nick yeah. All right, Nick, you get to answer. Uh, Mac Lee Green. He's correct. Two points. For Nick, what's the score total, Nick? Now, is it 4-2? to 4-2 two? to two in favor of Nick. All right. Here is the next question. In Rocky 2, Rocky went to his first endorsement commercial for a hygiene product. Nick. What? Nick. Nick, what is your answer? It's Beast Aftershave. He's correct. Wow. Beast Aftershave. What was the name of the product? was the finish of the question. <laughs> wow. Six points so far for Nick against two over Jen. But don't worry. There's still time to catch up. Here's the third question in round two. In Rocky Four, what venue does the fight take place in? Might not know the answer to this. Are you talking about the final fight? I'm talking about, yes, the the final fight. All right, no answer. It was the MGM Grand. Okay, he had already given the answer, so he. I think. Uh, I think Nick was answering, but you had already. Yeah, committed. I already. Yeah. I already said and gave it up. Nope. Still talking. That's incorrect, though, Preston. The MGM Grand is where Apollo got killed by Drago. The final fight. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, I didn't say the final fight. Steve did. So shut okay. up. Here we go. <laughs> the rest of my answers are correct. Here All we right. go. <laughs> what? You didn't answer. You took too long. Shut up. And no looking your answers up, by the way. If there's too much of a pause, I'm calling it. All yeah, right? Yeah. Here we go. Rocky would never cheat. Never cheat. All right. Never. All right. Shut up now. Yeah, why you shut up? <laughs> Here we go. What fighter from the first Rocky film makes an appearance in Rocky Balboa? Nick. Jen, Nick. N- Nick. What is the answer? Sorry, Jen. Spider Rico. Yeah, Spider Rico. Wow. All right, McWayne, that's the end of round two. What is our score so far? What is, what is the score? <laughs> uh, well, Nick swept that round, so he now leads six to two. All right, six to two, but we do well, have eight to two total. I'm sorry, six points in that round. My apologies. All right, eight to two is the yeah. score. We have now five-point questions for round number three. Which gives the possibility of adding another 3,000 points to your score. Rock, that's spot on. Ding, ding. These are by far the most difficult questions. All right, Nick and Jen, here's your first question. In Rocky Four, referring to Ivan Drago, which character, and I need their full name, stated that whatever whatever he hits, he destroys. Jen, Nick. All right, Jen. Jen. <laughs> that was Nikolai Koloff. I'm going to give it to her. Yes, yeah. correct. She, the, the, the name was slightly mispronounced, but she got it right. Nikolai Kolkov, and the K might be silent. I'm yeah, not really you gotta sure. you got to watch that misannouncing stuff. But that is correct. Five <laughs> points for Jen. Yeah. So that's now seven to eight, I believe. Correct. In favor of Nick. All right. Uh, by the way, President, I'll be... Been in the letters for you. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Vanna. All right. Here's the next question in round three. After a stern lecture from Gazzo, Rocky decided to head to Mick's gym. And Rocky couldn't understand why his locker couldn't be opened, but he was soon informed that it had been given to another fighter, a real champion from Mickey's point of view. What was the other? Mick. Jen got it. Jen buzzed in. Jen. Say it again. Zipper. I need a last name. Uh, Thorn? No, that's incorrect. 
Let's go to Nick. Nick, who was the fighter? Well, the fighter was Dipper. It's, yeah, Dipper, right? Dan that... Shaw was the actor. I knew that. Yeah, his, Dipper, but I've got a last name here. He has a last name? Wow. All right. Oh, no. let's, let's do this. Perhaps check if the full name is mentioned in the movie. Okay. Because what I have is Dipper Brown. Uh, Dipper Brown. That's a porn movie. That is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw this movie called Dipper Brown. I'll tell you later. All right, so now we're now now we the have an judges issue. Judges are reviewing, Preston. I, I will be here reviewing for the judges, and we're reviewing uh, the Dipper question, which is Dip is Dipper Brown's last name mentioned in the movie? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. All Big right. Dipper was his nickname. Big Dipper was his nickname, and Dipper Brown was actually said in the movie. <laughs> we need some masturbation on that. All right. Well, you know what? That that uh, then uh, that question go. is invalid. Wait. Well, yeah. yeah all right. You're, okay. It's your game. We're, we're going to go with that. You're so. the disease. I'm the game. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Next ding, question. Ding. All right. So it's still eight seven. <laughs> next question eight seven and Nick is ahead. Here we go. All right. In the film Rocky, at the time of the big fight, Apollo Creed weighed 210 pounds. How much did Rocky weigh? Nick. All right, Nick, the answer? 202 pounds. That is not the answer that I have, no. Jen, do you want to answer? Uh, 205. Incorrect. 190 pounds. Yeah. So Apollo outweighed him by quite a bit, by 20 pounds. We're just doing a quick check on this. Okay. We have, uh, there's a site called What Characters Weighed in Their Movies. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that site. What was your answer, Preston? What did you say? 190. I got 191. Well, they were both wrong anyway. Yeah, they're both wrong. Wow, Hulk Hogan weighed. Never mind. That might be a <laughs> no, I don't have that. I don't have that. Well, how much do you weigh? Two ninety-five in Rocky Sheesh. Three. Yeah, that's, that seems like a fair fight. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, this is the last ding, question. Ding. This is anybody's game. Ooh. Either one of these, either one of you guys get it right, then uh, you're going to win because we have five points on this. Hold on, Marissa found something. Do you have the audio? I have the audio from the locker question. Do All you right. guys want to go back and listen to it? Uh, I, I think we owe it to them, Preston. Oh, if, no. I think if we're classifying the expert, we need to be straight up. All right. But it, it that might not have been the only time he's mentioned in the movie. Oh. Uh, they may have said Dipper Brown later. I, hell, I don't know. Hell. All right. Here's the clip. I'm going to play it. And, and if so, if it's just Dipper... Then Jem was the one who answered first, right? So she would get the five points, right? But that doesn't mean that still means that whoever gets the next question right might win. I think. Here we go. What's your problem? My problem is I've been talking to your man Michael. I don't know how come I've been put out of my lot. Because Dipper needed him. Dipper's a contender. He's a climber. You know what you are. Well, you're a tomato. Yeah, let's face it. I run a business here, not a goddamn soup kitchen. Dipper Brown is his name. By the way, in case I didn't clearly establish, his name is Dipper Brown. His name is Dipper <laughs> Johannes Brown. He weighs 191 pounds. All right. All right, so... Uh, he has a glass eye. Shut up. <laughs> so we're going to give that five points to Jen? We are? Uh, yeah, uh, right? Listen, it is your game, but she got the answer out, and, and both of them agreed with the, the answer. She got it out first. All right. Anyway, All right. I'm, I'm going to do research later on today <laughs> to check and see if the if the if the... Full first and last name was used at some point. 
Just for your, just to make you feel better, you can continue to vote for the winner three days after the election. Okay, yeah. good enough. All right. Wait, did it say his name on the uh, locker by any chance? No, on the locker it said. Oh uh, that's a good question. It said Peach Midlap. No, because that's he weird. didn't know. He just came to his locker and it was locked. Huh. And no, he had no, it was open. It had pictures from Cosmopolitan and uh, like girls dipper put in the locker. There you go. He knows. Girls okay, that dipper brown put in the locker. Dear God, here's the next one. All right, so give Jen five points. I'm saying uh-huh. it right now. Right, it's still it. a game here. What's the score, Nick? Well, it still comes down to this final question. So Jen has 12 and Nick has eight. Ooh. Okay, Jen has 12, Nick has eight. All right, here is the question, the final question. Oh, boy. For five points. Oh, boy. <laughs> what was the name of the charity that Rocky fought Thunderlips for? Nick. All right, Nick, the answer? It was the uh, Youth Foundation, Chicago Youth Foundation. Or that, Youth Foundation. That is incorrect, no. Boys, like the Boys and Girls Club. No, <laughs> you can't sit there and rattle off all these answers. <laughs> it was the 4-H Club. It was right. the Girls Guys. It was the City Youth League, and that means that Jen's our winner. Yay! Listen, I did my damnedest to research this stuff. I'll tell you what. They are both stellar experts. Obviously, Nick knows the movies inside and out. He was rattling off all kinds of things that weren't even on here. Uh, But Nick, unfortunately, she bested you. In my ring, uh, which you know, if it's if you want to if you want to file a grievance, you can do that with me later on. Uh, she she Rocky, got. Go ahead. Rocky would never do that. So I, okay. I fully concede the victory to Jen. Well, well, he's a champion. Let me tell you right. something, man. You're a true sportsman. Yeah. You know, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people here, you know, don't like me not much neither. But we saw Nick and Jen face off. And, you know, you can't blame Preston for getting virtually all the research incorrect. All right, Nick. Thank you so much, my man. Uh, we're going right, to send you off. Take care, bud. Good luck in the finals. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, Jen, you're the expert. Yes. And now here's what we're going to do, Jim. We're going to have an opportunity for you. Number one, we have a prize pack, which, by the way, Case, I didn't even tell her what she won. Yeah, well, um, yeah. she has won. Are you a fan of ham? <laughs> because you can get some <laughs> ham at the Liberty Union Bar and Grill. We got a $25 gift card, and that is uh, through our friends with Bud Light Platinum Seltzer. Nice. Also, we have a copy of Colin Quinn's new book, Overstated, a coast-to-coast roast of the 50 states, and a ticket to his virtual book presentation at the Free Library of Philadelphia on Friday, and then I know that you have been wanting this for a while, Jen, but we have a digital PS4 copy of Crash Bandicoot 4. (laughs) That's about time. In the video game world, that's as close as you can get to the Rocky franchise. All right, now, Jen, that's all wonderful, but you know what? There's a bonus round. Annabelle wants you to play that. (laughs) Right. So here is the thing. Jen, if you want to risk it all, in the bonus round, I have one final question. If you get that question okay. correct to this prize pack, we're going to add $100. But wow. if you get it wrong, you lose everything. Oh. So I want you to think about that. Do How bad do you want Crash Bandicoot 4? <laughs> I don't know. It's been on my Christmas list for a while. Mm. Um, I'm sure. Now, I do it. The final question is going to be a difficult one, just to let you know. 
Yeah. Um, Bingo bad. What the heck? I'll give, I'll give it a shot. It's all about pride and 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 showing my uh, my expertise. So okay. why not? All right, she's gonna go for it. She all still right. has go the. Go for it. Go for it. All right. You sure you want to lose Crash Bandicoot? And then do me a favor, Marissa, get Nick back on the phone because I have one really hard question. All right. I want to see if he knows the answer to because it seems like he knew little, incredibly minute details. Uh, no, you're watching. Preston try to suck up to Nick now. Yeah, I do want to suck up to Nick a little bit. All right, but here's the question for you, Jen, in the bonus round. And you're going to have uh, you're going to have five seconds to answer it, okay? Okay. All right. So that way you don't get to go and run off and research it or anything like that. Here's your question. Although Rocky was an underdog in the fight with Apollo in the first film, he somehow managed to knock Apollo down. Apollo Creed paid back the favor later on in the fight. In what round did Rocky first knock down Apollo? You have five seconds. Uh, the first round. She got it! Absolutely correct. That's right, Jen. You get all the prizes and 100 bucks to boots, and you are officially a self-proclaimed expert. Congratulations to you. Thank you guys so much. Jen, I love you. <laughs> you have to respond now. You got to respond properly. Oh, uh, well, well, I didn't hear him talking I love you. Uh, I love you too. Yeah, yeah good job. Yeah. No, it's I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. Congratulations. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. All right. I'm just dying to know if if Nick would know this answer. All right, All right. Uh, Doctor Nick, are you there? I am back. Okay. Uh, this is a this is for nothing. This is just for pride. Okay. Nothing. I got no I got no pride left. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. In in Rocky three, when Apollo brought Rocky, Adrian, and Paulie to the gym, they stood in front of the bathroom. The bathroom door was open, and a sign was above the toilet. What did the sign say? Wow, wow, that is a tough one. Um, uh. Yeah, I'm stumped on that one. Okay. I, that, I, I figured it was impossibly hard. It said, flush the toilet, damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about how about this one? This is one of the tiebreakers because we're not going to do another Rocky. Those uh, things flush? Uh, how about this? Uh, Mickey tells Rocky in the first movie that he had his nose busted 17 times. He says the last time was by whom? Man, I could do the uh, I could do the whole speech up to the name. You got you got me on the name. Sailor, it was Sailor he Mike. Nail, he put a nail in the thumb of his glove, and then he he. Uh, no, that was a different guy. I actually went back and watched that scene. That was a different guy. He didn't name the guy. Who that was the nail. interior designer Sean. Yes. I said, got in a ring with this guy. He got all these fabric samples. All right, and then he put a like a knit needle in the end of his glove. How about this one? Uh, this is the very last question that I have. All right, let's hear it. In the very beginning scene of the first Rocky film, we see Rocky's name first, right, and then an image of who? It's Mother Mary. It's the church. Uh, it was Jesus, but yeah, uh, it's the same uh, thing. Was it Jesus? Was it Jesus? Either that or a chick that looked like Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's, let's find out. I don't know. I, I looked at it and, and I thought it was Jesus, but it was uh, it was like the Sacred Heart or something like that. But Preston, which Rocky movie did Steve sing the Pennsylvania National Anthem? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
That's a good question. Had it's to have been song. five. It'd have to be five because he right. was, uh, you know, the, he had he'd fallen on hard times. He was back here yeah. and he was savoring his uh, citizenship. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> Nick, you're pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, you're damn good. Th- thanks for being in the uh, the contest. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you guys and thanks for all you do for charity. Uh, Downingtown loves you. The whole family loves you. We love you guys. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Nick. And that's, a, that's, a, that's how you lose but win our hearts. Oh, man. So I went on this great website. It was filled with really good Rocky trivia, and that's where I got my answers from. So I think it stinks. Uh, I guess I guess it really, I guess it stinks. That's right, it stinks. No, for the most part, it was it, it was correct. It was just one question as to whether or not the full name, like with Digger, was mentioned in the movie. Yeah, and like apparently a Dipper, it wasn't. Dipper Brown, uh, Digger World. I'm wondering if at some point later on, outside of that scene, he mentions Dipper Brown. Rock, Rock, come over here. Why they were able to I, do that? So. I don't think I fully mentioned Digger's name. Dipper. Dipper. What was it? Dipper. I can't hear so good. Dipper Brown. I fought this interior decorator in the ring, okay. Rocky, and he had a needle in his ear put in my ear. All right, and there you go. That's the game. I'll do better next time. Rocky, but... are you, did I wake you up? All right. I just wanted to say his name is Dipper Brown. We're going to take a break. You're better than that. All right, fine, whatever. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Um, Rocktober Madness continues today and some of the matchups that uh, maybe you caught or maybe you didn't yesterday. Offspring was handled by the Kinks, so the Kinks move forward and they're in the excellent eight. Queen ended up beating Genesis. Had a feeling that might happen. Uh, then you had Pink Floyd taking out Metallica. That was the that was the big. Could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. Battle, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they move on. And then in the big head scratcher, Iron Maiden against the Beatles. The Beatles wow. reign supreme so far. Who knows where the hell it's going to go next. Ye- so we I'm have, fascinated by this. Uh, the matchups with uh, the Pierre Pancake bracket, uh, it's Aerosmith against the Kinks. Then you have in the Preston and Steve bracket, Zeppelin against Queen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Wow. And then Jackson and Sarah's is also a big matchup. It's Tom Petty against Pink Floyd. Did Pink Floyd take a, a similar contest that we or a similar sort of competition that we did on air like this a few years ago did pink yeah. floyd make yes they won um march, march madness, madness. March, yeah, okay yeah. yes yeah. because we we played uh like two hours of pink floyd afterwards right and I, it ended yeah, exactly up, it, it ended up not being enough yeah. because <laughs> their songs are so long yeah and then the final one uh it's the beatles and shinedown whoa yeah shinedown has a huge following here not to mention you know the fact that uh brent and zach are like Actually, lobbying on their social media. And, so, oh, when you, get whole, when you get the whole shine down. Like, I mean, the band members themselves are actually getting involved here. There's nothing stopping Paul McCartney from doing like And Ringo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yep. Hey, listen, we're in a competition. Yeah. 
Maybe this will be the thing that gets them back together to uh, to make a new album or something. Although oh, they have yeah. not that long. Steve, ago. what did you call the final eight here? The Masturb Eight. Okay, Masturb Eight. <laughs> yep. Are, uh, that's uh, the last eight bands yes. that are that are the Masturb. <laughs> well, eight. somebody's going to be the master. Of, yes. Of yeah. The, uh, of or the Masturb. Is going to be the master of the eight. I like all eight of them. You know, I, I'm a fan of all of these bands, so I'm excited to see yeah. this move forward. Yeah. yeah. I have in my bracket that I filled out, I do actually have one, two, I have four of the eight making it. No kidding. I mean, yeah. Quick question. If my we final do, two is screwed, though. If we do end up with the Beatles and the Beatles, now there's some long songs. Yeah. But, I mean, you could play an incredible amount of songs yeah. in two hours. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what the champion gets, a, a two-hour uh, a review, I guess, of of their music. So uh, we'll see. We shall see. So that uh, that gets going today at eleven thirty. Get yourself set for that. Uh, we are still waiting for our, our next guest to get on the line. So uh, we have a couple of people we're going to talk to here. Uh, we're going to have uh, Aisha Tyler, who's going to come on after this next guest. Uh, which, by the way, Steve, have you watched her follow up of uh, in uh, the boys after she she does She's great. Yes, she does yeah. a, uh, we love it. Like a walkthrough of what the episode was all about. And of course, we're fanatics about the boys. She's a huge geek. I mean, we love her. She's yeah. she's video gaming. Every any geeky thing we're into, she's into. Yep. Yeah, exactly. and we're going to talk to her uh, a little bit later on. Right now, we have a gentleman on the phone. Uh, yes, correct. Yes. That's what I'm saying. After oh, this guy, oh, after we're this guy, okay. I was setting that up. So right. now we have the host, of the Amazing Race. And, man, 32 seasons. This is insane. It is. It started last year. Uh, Tonight at 9 o'clock on CBS3 is when you'll see it. Please welcome uh, Phil Keegan to the show this morning. How do, Phil? Uh, it sounded good. You guys sound very good. What, what, can I ask you what kind of mics you're using? Because your mics sound really deep and rich. What, those? what kind of mics are those? <laughs> We're using Shores. Sure. I don't know what model, but they're Shores. Uh, they're probably the SM7A Shores. I, the, the, yeah, that's a, yeah. Anyway, you guys are sounding good this morning. You're a Thank microphone you. guy, huh? <laughs> I, I like a good microphone, and you, you guys are sounding good. Oh, well, listen, we appreciate that. We appreciate being complimented. And if I can recommend a mic to you, it'd be the Neumann, right, Preston? That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. That's about six thousand dollars, probably. Hey, well, listen, man. <laughs> Thirty-two seasons. We were just uh, admiring that that fact about the Amazing Race. That's that is unbelievable, especially to be putting on a show on a scale as such as the Amazing Race on how big it is. You know. Yeah, and it, you know this this particular season was shot before the outbreak of, of COVID, and um, we were we were going to be on earlier in the year, and then we just didn't think it was appropriate when everybody was tied down and locked down, and you know people had other priorities. But the timing of bringing it back now feels right. It feels like this is a time when we kind of want to start dreaming about uh, the world we all want to get back to, hopefully sooner than than later. And uh, so it's a great escapism. It's a great way for people to see the world the way it was before. And like I said, some some hope about what yeah. we were hoping. You'll want to get back to sooner than later. No, absolutely. And in fact, you know, as things start to turn, we, we you know, we're, we're looking to get to that, that, that place and, and, you know, movies, listen, it, it's, it's still a process and we're not, you know, still got some ground to cover, but, um, this show specifically appeals to that, um, that, you know, anyone who loves to travel, it's such a massive undertaking though. The fact that you have pulled off 33 seasons, uh, and I mean, so what, what, how much time on average, does it take to produce a season of The Amazing Race because it goes all around the world? 
Well, the, the preparation is uh, that it takes is months. Um, it's a massive undertaking with a lot of people doing a lot of research, a lot of travel, a lot of uh, you know wanting to go to different places to look at all the, the great things that we can do. So it's months of preparation. The actual shooting of the show only takes 21 days. We shoot 12 shows in 21 days. That's just a, a cost factor because the longer you have uh, so many people out shooting, you know, obviously the cost goes up the longer you stay out. Right. A uh, lot, lot of flights. Uh, it happens really, really quickly. And then from, from there, you know, the post-production, going through all that footage and cutting it all together, that takes months as well. So you're looking at at least, you know, six months for a season, and we, we shoot up to two seasons in a year. Wow. Okay. Uh, Phil, we just uh, we just played a contest where all I had to do was come up with 12 trivia questions, and I couldn't even get that right. Uh, I totally messed it up. How often do mistakes happen in the amazing race where, you know, the production team or whoever it is, the, the, the structure of the contest has gone wrong and you guys need to, you got to fix the problem? Well, there's always there's always uh, major major things that happen that we have to fix like constantly. So, for instance, it might be a challenge where we've got donkeys, and then and then the donkeys don't turn up, and we've got to try to figure out how we're going to uh, you know work without the donkeys, or we we're wanting to fly uh, paraglide off of the side of a mountain, and then the weather's really bad, and we have to go to a contingency plan. Or we miss flights, or we miss a train, or uh, we're we're trying to stay on schedule, and suddenly there's an elephant festival in the middle of the street in India, and we can't get from point A to point B, or it, it takes us, you know, twice as long as it would normally take. So we're constantly problem solving all yeah. the time. I would imagine, and and you got to be careful because you could you could have contestants that will dispute uh, certain things, like I happened in my contest a little <laughs> while ago. Where they're like, wait a minute, this isn't what you guys said it was going to be. So you got to really watch the details. Yeah, the, the, the contestants are pretty good. I mean, we have we have a, a whole challenge department, and the rules are very clear, um, and they're clear for everybody. So uh, we don't we don't end up with like discrepancies about how things are run. Like um, it sounds like you might have been questioning the running of whatever competition you were doing because perhaps you didn't do as well as you wanted to do. I'm, oh yeah, I'm just get. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Phil, all the way back in season five, you were uh, looking for contestants, and my cousin and I had submitted a tape that you guys had never had cousins on. We got a call from your producer. I spoke to them uh, a few different times. They spoke to my cousin a few dis- different times, and we were like, oh, my God, this is it. We, we're going to be on this show. This is amazing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we didn't hear anything. And sure enough, uh, season five comes on, and there was a, a girl who was born with dwarfism, and she was on with her cousin. And I'm like, th- that was... <sighs> the cousin the cousins that beat us um but what sort of you're accusing them of height no 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 we just were like well okay all right that makes (laughs) sense that's a little more interesting than us um but what sort of pairings do you guys have now like do you try to get creative with it or is it just you know normal pairs no it's always i mean it's always got to be interesting people so you're talking about charla and mirna yes um going way back yeah and they were one of the more memorable uh teams that we've ever had so, no, I mean, it, uh, the way I always equate it, it's kind of like going into an ice cream store where, you know, you can't just sell vanilla ice cream. If you if you went in and, and there was just scores and scores of vanilla ice cream, it'd be like, wow, OK, uh, you know, what about some flavors? So, no, we have to 
and sometimes we don't know. It's a little bit like Ben and Jerry's, right? You, they mix all kinds of crazy yeah, things yeah. up, and you don't, you just don't know what you're gonna, you, you know, what they're gonna come up with next. And that's sort of what we what we encounter in casting. We just don't know who's gonna walk in the door next. Sometimes with the casting, that you you cannot predict some of the different dynamics and the different uh, duos that that walk in the door and say they want to be on race. So. Uh, yeah, we're like the Ben and Jerry's make it up kind of flavor ice cream is with regards to like somebody's at the door there, Phil. You may want to. It might be your Amazon package. Right, we we got to wrap it. Okay. So uh, all right. Well, listen. Thirty seconds might be that those dwarf cousins of the amazing race tonight at nine o'clock on CBS three. Thanks for coming on, Phil. Yeah, thank you. Right. By the way, I'm not sponsored by Ben and Jerry's. For <laughs> yeah, right, we'll see you. Wow, about that. I've never heard a doorbell as he signaled to wrap it up. That before. was pleasant, though. Bing bong. Bing bong. Instead mm-hmm. of a. All right, yeah. we have to move on. Yeah, yeah, we got that one time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's see what our next guest uses. Uh, because she's ready to go. Yeah. And we love her to death. She's been here in our studio she's before. Awesome. She's like the ultimate gal. She mm-hmm. honestly ultimate. Who's who's better than her? I can't I mean, think we, of We're happy with our wives, but mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, and the 11th season of Archer is where you can catch her Wednesday, 10 o'clock, FXX. The amazing Aisha Tyler Yay! is in. Hi, Alicia. How, how you doing, Aisha? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? We're doing pretty solid. Hey, by the way, just to start, I know we're talking about Archer, but Steve and I and Casey, actually a few of us here in the studio, Massive fan of the boys. Massive fan of the boys. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome. And was so, so excited to see you involved show. in that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, I, I, I hosted their Comic-Con panel last year. And then when they, and, you know, just they saw that I really loved the show. And then when they decided to do this after show, um, they called. And, and it's been it's been so much fun. That was probably the first thing I shot this year, honestly, guys. Uh, after the, the lockdown, and so it was a blast to kind of be back in the studio and talking to everybody, and um, if people haven't watched The Boys yet, it's such a great show, and then I talked to all the cast and the, and the creators on an after show that is definitely not safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I think you would be a perfect uh, mm. soup on that series. You're, you're, you're statuesque. Oh, you. You've got the attitude. I'm just putting that bit in there for you. I love it. I yeah. love it. I'll pitch it. I'll pitch it to Eric. <laughs> well, Archer is is hilarious, and it has been for for many years. And it's it's the animated uh, uh, you know spy series, and it goes in. In fact, they're in space. You know, uh, there are all sorts of iterations. You've played Lana Kane on the show, and uh, are you surprised? I mean, because do do people who may not be familiar with you from other things when they hear your voice? Do you can you be recognized just for your voice? Because the fan base for Archer is so big. Yeah, you know, it's strange because um, I was somewhere recently and I had a mask on (laughs) and then, you know, like, and sunglasses. You could not see my face at all. And then I I left and was like, thanks for coming in. Like, yeah, yeah, really excited. (laughs) It's wild. my, My wrist. Like, what's going on with this guy? But, yeah, I mean, she has such a distinctive voice, and I don't really change my voice to play her. You know, it's definitely, like, that's me there. So, uh, and, and I, you know, honestly, like, when we did, we started the show, we had no idea it would, it would become this popular last this long. And now um, that FX is, is on Hulu, every single season from 1 to 11, you can get on Hulu in one place. And so I think the reason we have such a big fan base was people were able to go back and watch the show from the beginning over and over, even if they hadn't started it when it first came on the air. That's ex- we keep adding new fans all the time, which is great. Yeah, I'm one of those people. That's exactly how I started watching it. I didn't watch it from the beginning. And now with, like, any platform, you can go back and, and see these things. And I, uh, the same thing... 
Aisha happened to me with Bob's Burgers, which is where, you know, H. John Benjamin's on, on both shows. And these are these really well-written, funny comedies. But sometimes there's a bit of a slow burn, and, and people get in on the ground floor, and then sometimes they get on, you know, on the sixth or seventh floor. And it doesn't really matter where you get in on it, you know? That is exactly right. And I think, you know, with streaming nowadays, so many new things are being discovered about shows that, you know, I mean, even with Criminal Minds, you know, which we, we just finished our last season, the season, the series finale was last year, people are going back and watching that show from the beginning as well and just coming to it now, or even Friends, which I did 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like 11-year-olds will come up to me and say they're watching the whole show from the beginning. <laughs> well, that, that's what my daughter's doing. My daughter's a freshman in, in high school, and she is, like, has been binging Criminal Minds, um, basically started in the beginning of the summer, and is almost done at this point. And, um, and she, you know, it, it found a new home on Netflix and that is and she did the same thing with the office and friends as well it's crazy mm-hmm. it's, it's it's wild you know and so for a, for a tiny little show like Archer which you know started you know just like a, a cult hit on FX and has become like a legitimate hit you know it, it was great for us because we really started to find our stride probably in like season three or four and now we're in season 11 it's just wild. It's crazy. Well, I also want to bring up the other aspect of your life, which is you you love a good cocktail and you are a mm-hmm. fan of the spirits. And tell everyone what your uh, new outlet for your love of said cocktails is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I am a spirits enthusiast. I bartended a little bit when I was in college. But just as an adult, you know, especially nowadays, like there's just so many great bars out there. And I'd have all these great drinks and then I'd get home and I'd have like, you know, like 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 one and a half like beers in my fridge. And so I just started, you know, like learning how to make these great cocktails. And then eventually I decided it would be really great. It's like I didn't have to make them. I could just buy them in the store. And so I started a line of ready-to-drink cocktails. It's called Courage and Stone. You can get it at CourageandStone.com. You can have it. You could order it straight to your house. That was kind of we launched this year, and the great thing was that people couldn't go outside, and so you could order a cocktail directly to your house without yeah. having to make it or anything but pour it over ice. Um, we have a classical fashion of the classic Manhattan. They're premium. They're 80 proof, and you just either you know, keep them in the fridge so they're always cold or pour them over ice when you get home at the end of a, of a hard day. And, uh, and you have the same quality of an experience that you'd have if you went to, to a premium bar. So, so they're, for the, go ahead. They're, they're, they're pre-mixed and ready to go. Ready to go. Nothing to add. And there's also, they're also like, they're super premium. So there's no like, you know, there's no weird colors or, <laughs> you know, corn syrup or stabilizers. That's a real premium drink. And, and I, I spent a lot of time, guys, I spent a lot of time day drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time drinking there today. Uh, and I went around all my friends who were bartenders and had them taste it. Like, would you serve this in your bar? And uh, so we, I spent a lot, I spent a lot of hard research, guys. I really put a lot of blood. <laughs> well, is the, is the facilities in Brooklyn? Yeah, so we, we, we distill our spirits and we bottle in Brooklyn. And like I said, you can order it online and it'll go to you anywhere in the country. Um, and one thing was really wonderful was that we launched essentially right before things, you know, things shut down. And we, um, and so people were able to get cocktails sent directly to their house, but we ended up donating a significant amount of our proceeds to the U.S. Bartenders Guild so that island bartenders could stay alive, could stay afloat during that really difficult time. Because, you know, restaurants were able to pay to take out and stuff like that. But right. bars just stayed closed. That's we awesome. Really want to give something back. Yeah, but give back to the bartender community, which has given, guys, honestly, so very much to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> such an important part of your life. Well, it's cool. And you apparently built a kick-ass bar in your own home. Oh, yeah. I Well, I I mean, I'm lucky. I went nuts because I really want to. I spent, like, a lot of time just learning about, you know, just learning about great drinks. And 
I bought a lot of stuff, and I have a pretty insane bar now. Um, and when people come, like, um, I some friends and I we were out at a restaurant, they closed, and they were like, um, I think you guys want to come over and drink. Like, do you have anything to drink? I was like, oh, you'll see, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's I awesome. Have, it's like a bookshelf. I have a bookshelf, like a whole wall that would normally be filled with books, and it's filled floor to ceiling with, uh, with goose. <laughs> nice, nice. What's your, what's your uh, drink of choice? They're my little paintings. Um, I love I love bourbon. I love American whiskey. Um, Yum! Oh uh, God, yeah, you, you gave me another reason again. to love you even more. <laughs> Honestly, we, oh. you, you're you're at our our, our creme de la creme of guests, and you're 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 us. I mean, you 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 can roll with us, no problem. It's all the same stuff. You're into yeah. video games, obviously. You've done oh, video. Yeah. I mean, that what what are you what are you playing? What's your anticipation for the new PS Five uh, and the Xbox? I'm getting a new. I'm getting a new Xbox pretty soon. Um, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm going to get a little advanced peek at that. Uh, you know, I, I started directing um, a few years ago, and so my my free time has been severely limited. When I was just kind of like a, like a, a, an act, like a, a, a bum actor, I could come home at the end of the day and sit around and play games all the time. But when you're directing, you're just kind of you know you're always working. So, right. Um, I haven't played anything in quite a bit of time, and. Um, the, the game I'm going to go back to is The Last of Us because I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I'm excited about the sequel. Um, but you know, I, I like my longtime kind of legacy games are Halo and Gears of War and Fallout. Um, yeah. And I and I actually ended up getting to do a voice for Halo Three and a voice for Gears of War. So um, Halo Reach and then Gears of War Three. So I got to, have to hear my voice in a video game, which was pretty cool. Excellent, nice. excellent. All right, well, we'll continue to hear your voice on Archer Season 11, uh, Wednesdays, 10 o'clock on FXX. It's great to hear from you, Aisha. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And if people want to check out cocktails, it's courageandstone.com. Courage and Stone. You got it. Thanks, Aisha Tyler. Yes. Take care. That's we'll see awesome. you. By the way, interesting note from a texter. Uh, Steve, you know, you played the We Have to Move On yeah. clip. Apparently, this listener says, I was in the studio that day. It was calendar release party day in either 08 or 09-ish. And we have to move on was said to you for wrapping up on a day that Aisha Tyler was in the studio. No. Really? Isn't that weird? Yeah, Jane Leave was, Jane Leaves from Frasier was the guest that was on the phone. Oh, wow. All right, let's see if we can find that audio. All right, we have to move on. <laughs> I remember that. We were right in the middle of it. Okie dokie. Who are you, mystery voice? We'll have to get that doorbell, though. It's such a nice and yeah. sort of pleasant way. Especially, and actually play it when a boring guest is in the studio. <laughs> and Steve. I'm oh, sorry. we got to get the door. Yeah. Or uh, Caitlin has to answer the door. That's her thing. <laughs> oh, look right? it is. Yeah, look, yeah. It's <laughs> Kanye with some ambrosia. There's little marshmallows in it. Hey, let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you guys. When you're watching uh, TV and this happens on the TV, do your dogs go crazy and start barking? Oh. Actually, or, my wife goes crazy and starts running around in circles. Casey, because it's Amazon knocking, uh-huh. or another dog barking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they fall for it all. Do you, do you ever? So when you you watch AFE, America's oh, Funny yeah. Somebody, is the cool people call it AFE. Yeah. When they do when, when they do the dog park, which is a seg- segment of uh, dog videos. Yeah. Do your dogs go crazy? No. Okay. No. Uh, so that's the weird thing. Is They're my watching dogs, sixty minutes at that time. My dogs don't react to any other sounds on devices other yeah. than doorbells. So, for instance, if I'm like FaceTiming with my uh, family and the dog is there, and I'll go, "Hey, Reggie." I'm like, don't you hear my voice? Don't you, like, are you excited yeah. to hear him? And no, he doesn't react to that. But if I were to hit this, he would go booking towards the front door, barking. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Booking and barking. Booking and barking. Barking and booking. <laughs> they have their triggers. Great vaudeville team of the 30s. <laughs> booking and barking. I'm booking, booking and I'm barking. Uh, booking and barking. I think Marie... Hey, booking, did you take a shower? Why, Mr. Barking? Is one missing? <laughs> I think Marissa found the original. Oh. Uh, you have to move on. All right, here we go. She yeah. is, yes. All right. And she is still a producer on the show as well. So, now, um, I, haven't, I've not seen uh, the Starter Wife yet. Is it uh, is it a straight up drama? Is there a little bit of comedy in it? I mean, because Deborah Messing is a great comedic actress. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely comedic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We have to move on. Oh, cool. Uh, okay. What? Wow, man. That's a wait a minute. How do you throw your voice like that? Wait. Was that Aisha Tyler? In the clip just then? No, no. No. Oh, wait. Yes. La- laughing yeah, the in the background? No, in the studio. She's saying something. All right, back it up a little All bit. Right, back That's it up. the way to crack the whip, I think she's yeah. trying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's definitely comedic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we have to move on. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, okay. what? Wow, man. That's a way to How do you throw your voice like <laughs> So that was yeah. Aisha? It sounds like her. That, Maybe so. Are you sure we were talking to Jan? Jan Leaves. Yeah, okay. We were Jan Leaves. Yeah, on the phone. So, well, there you go. How did you find that? Where did you. We had, she had the important information, the year, the guest, and the other guest. Okay. All right. Fair enough. She was still um, researching the Rocky question about Dipper. <laughs> and uh, it said, see, Jan leaves I, Okay, on so I went and I looked up on YouTube. I looked up uh, <laughs> Dipper Brown. And well, what kind of responses did you get? Well, on YouTube, there, there are videos that, that show um, animated fights of Rocky and Dipper Brown. Okay. And it says Dipper Brown. So I don't know. So somewhere in that universe, Dipper Brown exists. It's yes. probably the same character. Maybe it was mentioned in other movies. I don't know. I have contended for a long time that we need a fact checker on this show. And, oh I, and I think by the end of it, because we, we kind of use you as our default. Well, but yeah. I make plenty of mistakes, too. So, like, somebody has to fact check the fact checker. And, and I think that Who we, watches the watchers? Right, yeah. yeah. I think that we could have some fun with it. Marissa? So I found a transcript of the whole Rocky II <laughs> script. They say the name Dipper Four times, mm-hmm. no last name. No last name. Oh, but right. when you when you Google Dipper Brown, uh, Marissa, his name his full name shows up on some trivia sites. So yeah. maybe he's. But in they the always credits. give they Didn't always they mention, give a last name to they two do. characters, even if it's not said in a movie. So when I did that contest again, where I was giving you names of characters, just the characters, the the, the second fiddle game. I and I was telling you, Preston, I had to check and see if the full name was mentioned. At any time on the show or movie, yeah, because it would be unfair to ask you to recognize a name that's not mentioned in in its entirety. No, if I remember after that scene where the locker was given away, Rocky had left and he was like walking and he was like all upset and he was like, "Oh man, give it to Dipper right. Brown," is what he said. Yeah. Okay, so Casey there yeah, verifies it. Dipper Brown, or he's just making. It I up. know his that name. Yeah, you no know one need to tell me. Hey. Mick, you don't need to tell me his last name is Brown. I'll know it for future reference if this ever ends up in a contest. <laughs> the actor was Stan Shaw. Yeah. Stan Shaw! Yeah. Couldn't act his way out of a pistol paper bag. Right. Stupid Zach, there will never be a question on the top morning show in Philadelphia. This is from a contest we did earlier, if you're just tuning in or confused. It's going to be, I'll about. tell you what, it'll be the best, best question ever. Even though it would be completely inaccurate. I reviewed my questions. I was so proud of myself last night. I'm like, Preston, you did it. I want to kiss you. You got you got everything. <laughs> you got everything right. You don't have to kiss me back. This is going to be no problem. <laughs> and then when Nick, Nick, Dr. Nick goes, his name is Dipper. I'm like, oh, no. 
No. That's what, that's what it's... You're like Roy Scheider on the beach when he sees the uh, the the attack first occur. Yeah. Everything sort of blends around him like, oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Tipper doesn't have a last name. All right. Well, whatever. It's all right, Rock. We live in... I live. fought an interior decorator one time. <laughs> oh, Brent Musburger was in the first one? He played a, as uh, an announcer, a, a reporter. Yeah, I reporter guess so. announcer, he played yeah. um, Adrian. Was Al Melser in it as well? <laughs> Big Al. Yeah, he was in one of the Rocky or two of the Rocky, maybe even three. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been Rocky Five. I don't know. Why did it just go there for you? That I don't know. Okay. Hey, by the way, when's that re-edit coming out? That the Stallone's working out of Rocky Four. You know, he's working on it. He's removing the robot. Remember, we talked about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a good question. I was, I was, while doing a little Rocky research this morning, I saw a headline that said Stallone announces some big things, and it was about a month ago or so, so that's what it was in I'm reference. Taking out the robot. That's what it was in reference to, but... Um, I, I want to keep it as believable as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and I figure the robot is the only thing that doesn't seem real in that. Mm. Everything else is 100% real. Okay. Like when I train by running up the mountains. That's right. With a car on my back. Lifting logs and things like that. Don't use high-tech method. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, listen, we'll try another contest again sometime, and I'll, I'll, uh, somebody else can do it. We'll do it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How about Bridges of Madison County? Hey, now that one, one movie. No. Well, Not a lot. Yeah, it's hard when it's such an expansive universe, too, because there's so much from the Rocky canon. Well, like, you know? next I thought about doing was Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, that, maybe that's a little more narrow. I mean, it, like, you no, just keep it to the movies. Well, don't go so into... So much minutia. But don't go into the Chronicles. Right. You know, like, just, you have to define what the parameters of the contest are. You have to come up with difficult questions, though. That's yeah. part of it. I'm so looking if, for the Harp of the Covenant. We're t- <laughs> <laughs> there is no Harp. What? Yeah, yeah, Harp. It's the Ark of the Covenant, you moron. Like a harp? That's what you're saying? You can fit a whole harp in that. These guys looked at the harp and their bases melted. (laughs) My God. None of it's making any sense. <laughs> My nerdy friend wants you to do Star Trek. Is that too much? Is that That's oh, you, you could get crucified? Now yeah. we could honestly, Ooh, we could, but but I would I would call upon. I'm good, Oof. but I mean, you're talking. It would have to be like professorial either, level well, knowledge. It would either have to be the TV show, the movies, or Next Generation. It couldn't be all of the Star <laughs> Trek universe. It's just entirely the too entire much. universe yeah. is so voluminous. You could add on Picard. Yeah. You could add on everything. Yeah. It's it's. But yes, um, yeah, we will get to that cat because yes. we'll do we'll do, we'll try Star Wars sometime. I mean, you know, even yeah. that. Look at how many freaking movies there were. You know, and we and do then, know people who could who could um, assist. Yeah. You know, certainly we have in, in, in Nick Murphy's world and 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 um, some of the people that we know. We could do Back to the Future. Nick Murphy yeah. could be a contestant. I mean, Craig Legans, he's listening all Cra- the time. Craig Legans is another invaluable source. What's That's insane because right. you know we're we're on a delay, so we will mention something. And you're just like, oh, who was that guy who played you know the deputy for one episode on you know. Uh, Whatever, and and so we'll have to look it up, and then he will text me, you know, 40 seconds yeah. later. Oh, that was, you know, so he just has such an encyclopedic knowledge. Dipper, Dipper Brown. <laughs> Dipper Brown was the deputy who in one appearance on yeah. uh, Little House on the Prairie. Listen, I thought I knew Pee-wee's Big Adventure from front to back. And but you were up, living a lie. But, well, and then Preston was like, well, he Preston asked me two simple questions. I was like, no, I don't know. 
know. <laughs> Do you remember what those were? Uh, well, one was what was the name of the bike store? What's Pee Wee's last name? Yeah, Herman. <laughs> Uh, and I remember Chuck's his, bike around. It was right? Chuck's bike around. Yeah. I remembered Chuck, but I didn't. I forgot Bikerama. Okay. And I think he might have asked me the magic shop, and I knew Amazing Larry was the owner of the. But I don't remember the name of the stupid. No, Amazing Larry wasn't the owner. Yeah. Amazing Larry was the guy that was uh, that interrupted in the meeting. Yeah. Do you have something to share with us, Amazing, Amazing Larry? Larry? And he was a weird looking dude. Yeah. Well, he, Amazing Larry wasn't the guy who won the. Oh, see. And I don't even know know that movie that well. So so for further reference, Casey is your expert. (laughs) (laughs) I know Tron back and forth and up and down. We tried Preston one time. And and listen, (laughs) I I know there was a time in which I could completely recite Blazing Saddles from beginning to end. I could could not do it now. I could do it with Tron. I knew every single stupid throwaway line all the way down to, you know, throat clearing and and all the the stupid nonverbal things. And I was like, you know what? I wonder if I could still knock that out 30 years later. Turns out you can't. Uh, not one scintilla <laughs> of it. Not one tiniest bit of it. So no. people are, are texting in suggestions. And uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, uh, Lord yeah. of the Rings. And, and those are, I think, good suggestions. But I think that's just too vast. Somebody says they're going to challenge me to a Harry Potter quiz. You'll win. Like, it, There's so much in the Harry Potter world. And I'm a fan. But like, I, I don't think I'd do great at minutia. So, so, but I'd love to see those kind of battles where you watch... Somebody who claims to be, you know, a, 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 a savant at Harry Potter trivia against someone else who does. We saw today between uh, Nick and Jen, our contestants, an incredibly thorough yeah. Yeah. knowledge of Rocky movies. Yeah. They were good contestants. Yeah. Yeah. They really it, were. It is frustrating when you are a big fan of something or somebody or whatever, and then somebody comes in and they start quizzing you on it. Right. And if you don't know an answer or two, like it, uh, it's almost like, well, you're not really a fan. Well, yes, I am. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of what actually kind of pushed me away from being a big sports fan. I, there was a day when I was a big football fan. Yeah. And then and you then, were like, how many laces are on a football? Oh, dude. <laughs> and then th- people started, you know, diving into the details and. I'm like, uh, I can't even talk to you. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, and it kind of pushed me away from yeah. it. So I know my like but the minutia of a lot of things, and I, you know, my I have a, a pretty good command of this stuff. But I, but at a certain point, what happens for a lot of people is the rush to be know everything. I think uh, makes the ability to just simply enjoy it. Almost impossible yeah. because it now becomes a task. Right, right. And I'm like, I just want to enjoy it. Listen, yeah. I, I watch every single Eagles game. I probably haven't missed a game since my honeymoon. Right. Um, I was, you know, in an island in in you know the Caribbean in prison. So, <laughs> in prison. So I wasn't able to watch. So that was probably the last game that I had missed. Um, <laughs> and I will watch the game. And sometimes <laughs> I have to remind myself to like. Sort of like dissect the play as it's happening. Do you know? What I mean? Like sometimes I'm just I'm just sitting there watching, and and you know you just sort of let things unfold. And then other times I'm like, oh, I got to see what kind of defense uh, you know the Eagles are in right now, and you know their base defense versus uh, you know. I, and I and then you're trying to remember everything about Pee Wee Herman. And yeah. it's, it's just, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Me, how was the Who's the guy who owned the magic shop? I want to know who. Owned All the right, magic. rewind that play. I want to see it again. It <laughs> makes it difficult to live in the moment. You know, yes, when you, when you over scrutinize and over analyze everything, you you forget that the thing is actually happening at that time. You know, that's it. It's it's a good point. Like like I came upon a um a car wreck, and there were people that were injured, <laughs> and I, my immediate thing was to reach for my phone, and I'm like, 
Let me experience this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You have Let me experience this. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Freaking Mario's magic shop. That's what it was. Yeah. Mario's? This is amazing Larry. He had a he had a, a mohawk. Yeah. The guy in the magic shop <laughs> did not have a mohawk. Is is he standing next he's sitting? He next? might be. Oh, I don't know. That might okay. have been him. We're look I'm looking up this stuff to clarify this right now. <laughs> Listen, we know this is good radio. <laughs> we do? We're enjoying it. I'm excited for these our are questions that have haunted us throughout our lives. <laughs> Kathy has no question. She knows everything. Yes, By the yes. way, one of the with the the big blow up balloon head in this scene, Casey. The guys, yes. remind it back. It looks like me. Yes, it does. Watch yeah. the giant head. You're That's right. me. We need to get that. The hell happened. All right. Anyway, um, I wanted to point something out before today gets away from us because this is something that is happening tonight. Apparently, the. Uh, uh, Orion at Meteor Shower is going to peak tonight. Yeah, I saw that. Mm. Is it cloud cover tonight, though, is it not? No. Uh, it's uh, foggy today, but we're supposed to have sun this afternoon. Which and sun tonight? Hopefully. Well, I don't know if there's sun tonight, but <laughs> it's saying partly cloudy skies. Nick's wow. looking it up. Partly cloudy. It's partly yeah. cloudy. My brother was in, uh, like, upstate New York over the weekend, rented, like, this really rustic cabin with his Lucky. family. Well, he did that specifically for two things, uh, the the leaves changing and then also the meteor shower. Okay. I'm going to get my telescope out tonight and uh, just look at things in general. It's a very active time yeah. in the solar system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, last night, uh, right after daybreak, you could Mars was big and beautiful on the horizon. It looked awesome. Uh, so it's going to peak tonight, but you can still see it through November 7th. So that means just more active as far as uh, meteors in the sky. Uh, it says you should be able to see them from whatever direction you look, but they will appear to come from the constellation of Orion in the southeast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh dude. <laughs> They're coming from the direction oh, yeah. of Orion. Uh, in the southeast, which is, I guess, why it gets its name, the Orion. A regular celestial thing. The Orionid meteor shower. Okay, so your son's middle name is Orion. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it says here that uh, NASA indicates that if you want to see the show, you find an area of dark sky away from streetlights and other sources of light pollution, and just lay flat on your back with your feet facing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With your feet facing southeast, if you're in the northern hemisphere, uh, so that would be us, right? And in the northeast, if you're in the southern hemisphere, and then just look up at the sky. And it says it's better to use naked eye than telescope or binoculars because you won't, you know, it could be anywhere. You're not going to see. Yeah, try following a moving object like that. Though, Kathy, if, if you've seen meteorites before, right? Or yeah. meteors? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Marissa that for the longest time that hadn't, hadn't seen. seen anything. And then eventually... And then she went outside. No, remember, we were all somewhere one. and we all saw it. Or, yeah. Right? And she I didn't get so. to see it? Like, there's one. There's <laughs> one. That's... Uh, I, and I've been, you know, when when a... I think it was like the Leonid shower one night. We stayed up late uh, to watch it and, you know, you'd hear somebody go, yep, there's one. And you would miss <laughs> every single one. There's another one. Marissa, you did eventually see one, right? It's a shooting star, and I still don't think I've seen one. Really? I've never seen one. Oh, my no. God. I was we'll out, try. I was you out. would know. Yeah. I oh, was yeah, out you to dinner know. the other night, because now you're sitting outside, and Matt was like, oh, look, there's a shooting star. I was like, damn it! You're within <laughs> driving... You're within driving distance of an area where you can get away from the light pollution. Now, if you go to someplace like uh, one of our favorite places used to be to go up to Wyndham, New York, and yeah. you know that you you go you look at that sky, you can't even believe that's been <laughs> existing behind all the stuff 
you know, when you look up at the sky wherever you live, it's just astonishing how amazing it is. Marissa, my son went outside for, I don't even know, maybe three minutes on Monday night to go uh, uh, take out the trash, and he saw a shooting star. <laughs> when he saw a UFO, the-, the Jersey Devil, and a satellite. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I love stars. I mean, I even downloaded that program where you can hold it up and, like, see which stars sure. are what, what's yeah. a planet. Um, I, I don't know if I'd just stop looking, if I have the patience, but I've sat and, and stared at the stars, never seen one. So you have. You've see, you've laid there and just waited and waited. Because you will eventually. They, they happen all the time. It, it you does. You will see them, but you just have to be patient. It can take hours. Oh. But, during a, but during a meteor shower, it's only a handful of minutes. You should see them every, like, you know, five to ten minutes. All right, so what do I have to do tonight? Go lay outside? Yeah, go lay outside. <laughs> You want to do shirt off in the middle of the city? <laughs> go, go lay down on the ground. Try the Ben Franklin Parkway. You've got to, uh, with your middle fingers, go circular around your nipples. Okay. Uh, and no, you you uh, lay with your feet akimbo. Um, no, uh, if, if <laughs> your feet facing southeast. That's all you got to do. Is feet facing southeast. Did all you right. see the thing I sent over? I, I don't know if you got had a. A chance to look at it, but they they landed a um, a satellite on that asteroid. Yes, yeah, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, in fact, I have a whole space cowboy. Thing. Oh, okay, save oh, it for cool. the space cowboy. Uh, I was gonna maybe do that tomorrow. So it it all depends, but I do have a few things. I didn't know until just now, Preston. But for the Orion, it's it's, uh, it's debris left by Halley's comet. So we pass through the same um, no path of the comet every year, and we don't always obviously get to see the comet. Uh, I think that's one every 76 years or whatever. But this yeah. debris that you can see tonight. And so, Marissa, now would be a really good time over the next couple of nights to go out and look for it. But, uh, yeah, I had no idea. It's debris from the from Haley's Comet. I remember seeing Haley's Comet. I may, when I was a kid, for some reason, in, and I was in second grade, and we were watching a film strip. You remember film strips? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You had to sync the, uh, the cassette up to it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go beep, beep, uh-huh. change, and then that guy yeah. would go. Or at ours, the dude would just go, oh, yeah. And then we'd, oh, yeah. we'd have to switch hit play. <laughs> um, but I remember it indicating the year at which it would, uh, it was 18 years from then, and I made a note of how old I would be and what year it would be, and I kind of every year would remind myself, don't forget, you know. To make 1986. Sure you, yep, look for uh, Haley's Comet. And Mr. When, Smith reminded Bobby that the comet would return every 18 years. <laughs> They went outside and looked into the sky with their binoculars. (laughs) Right? That's what it always was like. Yeah. Wait a minute, Casey. I I can't wait to hear this. Kevin has a meteor joke for Casey. (laughs) All right. Hey. Hey, What's up, Pud? Hey, hey, (laughs) Pud. All right. You you have uh, you have a meteor joke for Casey. Yeah. Hey. uh, So, uh, what's the difference between a moon rock and an earth rock? What? Uh, the earth rocks really hard, and one's a little meteor. Gabby <laughs> 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 actually left. I love one. how he gave his own rim shot on that. <laughs> hey ho! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, so yes, it's good. Now, unfortunately, I don't know what time. Usually, the thing that sucks about meteor showers is they usually say, you know, at two o five a.m. Cecily we'll be... Tynan said after midnight was the best time. She tweeted about And she water skis. And she water skis, so she would know. <laughs> she does, yes. Uh, real quick, Cherry Springs State Park. People are texting in about that. I've mentioned it on the air before. It's in central PA, north central PA. It's the best place on the East Coast to go see uh, stars. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Bless you. Okay. Uh, and with that, we will take a break. So just heads up, that's going to be tonight. It's uh, the peak of that meteor shower. When we return, I have some bizarre file stories I think you will enjoy. So make sure you hang around. We'll be right back. Hit up. 
the WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. I would like to give away the last $25 gift card from uh, Liberty Union Bar and Grill. We'll take the fifth, 15th <laughs> caller to 215-263-WMMR. Not only did I have their um, uh, chicken pot pie, but I've been sampling on their Kennett Square mushroom flatbread that they I brought. hear that's good. It's very tasty. There's any left, I'm going to try some. Caramelized mushrooms, microgreens, mozzarella, goat cheese, garlic oil on a cauliflower crust. It's yummy. It's divine. Uh, so the 15th caller will give you that $25 gift card. Now, it's part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Homegate kickoff event that we're doing. And visit WMMR.com slash Bud Light to enter to win a football Homegate prize pack delivered safely by a member of the Preston and Steve show. And don't forget Liberty Union Bar and Grill is one of the great local restaurants that partners for this. Uh, Liberty Union has indoor and outdoor seating, weekly live entertainment at both locations, and on Thursdays, you can enjoy $3 Bud Light Drafts and Bud Light Platinum Seltzers. They are located in Chester Springs and in Kimberton, PA. And you can go to libertyunionbar.com to get all the details. I was just in Kimberton. Were you really? Yeah, for the, uh, at, a, uh, at a gun club. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's that's That area is considered Kimberton. It's beautiful. It is gorgeous yes. over there. Yeah, so nice. Uh, well, next time you go shooting, mm. you can stop by the Liberty Union Bar and Grill. Yes. There you go. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. And this morning it is brought to you by HERS, game day traditions, even at your home gate. However you're gearing up for the game, make sure to have Philly's favorite chip, hers, forever good. Police say a 23-year-old man is facing a manslaughter charge after he shot and killed his twin brother on Sunday night. It's really weird how this happened. Thomas Parkinson Freeman and his twin, Matthias, were sitting in a vehicle in front of their home with a friend, talking and joking. Police say at one point... Matthias pulled out a concealed handgun and pointed it at his brother Thomas, who in turn pulled out his own gun and pointed it back at him. Thomas pulled the trigger. Matthias was hit in the face. He was mortally wounded from that shot. So I think they were just toying around. Was that it? Yeah. Because uh, they were, it says you they were never toy around like that. They were talking and joking. Uh, Thomas was wearing a gun belt left over from a former job as a security officer with a personnel uh, handgun. It was which was a personal handgun at the time. Uh, according to police, he was wearing it to show it off to others. Detectives say Thomas was not acting in self defense. They say that he told them he was not in fear at the time. He didn't believe his brother would shoot him, but he said that he reacted automatically based on training. And didn't know why he did so. He was charged with manslaughter in the incident. That's messed up. That's his twin brother. A now former deputy is accused of giving a gun to a young girl and telling her to shoot anyone who entered his apartment. And he also allegedly performed an exorcism on a second child. Uh, Christopher Doherty was arrested on Sunday after Orange County deputies were called to an import, uh, an apartment on Thursday. My dad once took me out for ice cream. <laughs> At the apartment, deputies said they found Doherty with a gun and found a young girl lying on the floor with a rifle. She was wearing a Kevlar helmet and bulletproof vest. She was ready to shoot anyone who entered the apartment. 
This is the deputy that wrote this on the arrest ro- uh, report. A second child inside the home was armed with a stun gun. The girl told investigators that when she woke up that morning, Doherty told her that there were demons in the house and they needed to burn things that were possessed. Okay, Daddy. Uh, the girl told investigators they burned several items in the parking lot and performed an exorcism on her brother. Doherty was taken to the hospital under the Baker Act for mental health evaluation. Uh, what level of exorcism was performed on the brother? They didn't say. Doherty was arrested oh after being released from the hospital. He's facing a child uh, abuse charge. A Dubuque man has been arrested after a physical disturbance in which he bit another man's nose off. Oh! Officials said it happened just after 11 p.m. on Saturday. 24-year-old Blair Allen Ward and 20-year-old John Frank Turner II were asked to leave Noonan's Tap after getting into a verbal disturbance with several other patrons. Uh, (laughs) Traffic camera footage. It's what? That's the guy right there. I don't, I, I don't know. That's the guy That's right there. That's, That's the, guy right there. Right the guy right there. God, God damn. God damn it. <laughs> um, so here's what happens. I love everything about Pee-wee's Big Adventure. They, he knows he, every, no, you don't. Everything's about Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> what was That's the right. name of the guy who owned the magic shop? <laughs> Forget. All right, so... Traffic camera footage shows Warden and uh, Turner continue the verbal argument with two people before getting into a physical altercation in the alley. During the fight, Ward punched a man, tackled him to the ground. Dipper Brown. The the man was was able to break free and ran with the other person being attacked to uh, a residence. Officials said Ward threw two large rocks at the residence, causing damage to the window, and threatened to kill the man's family while yelling at him to come out and fight. I'll kill your family. Another physical altercation occurred between Ward and Turner and the man, with Ward throwing punches and Turner wielding a long metal pole. It was during this fight, officials said Ward bit most of the man's nose off, which Ward later admitted to. Do you know the the, the jaw strength it takes to bite someone's nose nose off? Through cartilage, through everything. That's what always stuns me in these stories. The clamp, you, you have to sort of... Be wrenching away to rip it off. Yep. And could you imagine somebody's mouth, <clears throat> but you know, biting? They're that close to you. They're. Yeah. I just. I can't imagine. Sounds what like that a nightmare. Be. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you knows. Ward faces charges of serious injury. Yeah. Uh, then one last story, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, this is a good one. Those were messed up stories. They were Those very two. messed up. This is a good one. Kathy's Bye. crying. Bystanders helped rescue an elderly couple from a sinking car Monday after it careened into a Long Island canal. Several people, including two police officers, jumped into the water to pull Joseph uh, Ibitabel, who was 78, to safety, while rescue workers broke a window to free his wife, who was unconscious, in the passenger seat. An off-duty police officer performed CPR on the woman, Dolores, and she was able to restore her pulse and breathing. That's amazing. Uh, They were taken to the hospital after treatment for non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, The rescue was captured on security video, by the way. Uh, It shows the the couple in their Mercury crashing through a fence into the canal. Did they say what town it was in? Yeah, it was um, Lindenhurst. Okay. Lindenhurst, sorry. Lindenhurst, yeah, no, wow, we're looking at the footage right now, Preston. And Scary. Yeah, followed by several people running to help as the car starts to submerge. 
Uh, police said that uh, Joseph lost control while the couple's vehicle was struck by another car. A Subaru, whose 85-year-old driver had backed up into traffic uh, getting into a fe- after getting into a fender bender. Jeez. Uh, that man was taken to the hospital, non-life-threatening injuries, along with several people involved in the rescue. But they got him out of there. It's amazing. They could have easily died. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's take a break. And as we do this, Kathy, secret text word. It's a Wednesday Give me that magic number caller, please. Nine. All right, caller nine to 215-263-WMMR. You get to take a shot at it. If you know the word, we'll find out if you win the prize in a little bit. Trash Music News has stuff coming up, too. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jewelers has interest-free financing online and in stores. It's easy. It only takes seconds. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Midweek is where we are. Things are moving in the right direction. Our Word of the Week prize is $300 Xfinity Live gift card. We'll give that away on Friday. Pierre will supply the next letter. If you've been keeping track, then uh, hang with us. Not much longer. We'll be wrapping up. Uh, however, we do have something else to do right now. We're going to do the um, secret text word. We were looking for caller number nine. And I believe I have that caller. And I believe that caller is Bill. Good morning, Bill. What's going on, Bill? Yo, bud. Glad to have you on. Good morning, Ed. We have morning. a prize. If you can tell me what the secret text word is. Well, all I can tell you is king me bitches because the word is checkers. Nice. Checkers. <laughs> and we will, we will certainly king you, sir. Hang on the line because we are going to give you a prize pack from the witches, including a pumpkin wood craft kit, Ooh. assorted Halloween candy, the witches graphic novel. Ooh. Oh, yeah. A, a Color Me Mind gift card oh, yeah. and much more. Uh, Halloween isn't canceled. It's on HBO Max. Watch uh, Rolled Dolls, The Witches, an exciting reimagining of the classic tale from Warner Brothers Pictures and directed by Robert Zemeckis. Exclusively on HBO Max, and that begins tomorrow. It looks very, very good. The same prize goes to our random texter, and that's uh, Scott Savoy, who is from Langhorn, PA. So congratulations, Scott. We will give you a <laughs> collection of gifts as well. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a $50 card for Nebraza. Uh, Nick is going to ask today's question. What do we have, Nick? Who is our favorite dog-inspired vaudeville team from the 30s? <laughs> All right. Who is our favorite dog-inspired vaudeville team from the 1930s? Correct. 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it earlier, you need to call now because you just might win. And we'll do the trash while we're waiting for that call to get through. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it is brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. When your car needs service, head to your local Confidence Plus Service Center for trained, experienced technicians and a national warranty covering parts and labor. And you can get information and locations at myconfidenceplus.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Courtney Cox revealing that she hasn't seen her boyfriend, John McDade, since he returned to England at the beginning of the pandemic. Courtney says budding chef McDade has managed to stay busy by feeding the college co-eds in the apartment next to him with his spotted dick. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dawson's Creek is coming to Netflix, but amazingly, it'll be without the iconic Paula Cole theme because of contract issues. Cole says the streaming giant failed to meet her asking price of heroin. <laughs> hey, hey. 
And finally, Angelina Jolie was met by animal rights activists while coming out of an urban outfitters. One of the activists yelled, meat is murder, prompting Jolie to explain that she never eats meat or any food of any kind. All righty. We'll see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this question. Nick, can you ask it one more time, please? Who is our favorite dog-inspired vaudeville team from the 1930s? All right. Let's go to uh, Mike, see if he knows the answer. Mike, good morning. Morning, and how are you? Good. All right. So, Mike, what's the vaudeville team, please? That would be Book and Barker. (laughs) It's close. Booking and Barking. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Mike, hang on. We are going to give you a $50 gift card for Nebraza, courtesy of Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rio, exclusively on Netflix now. Uh, Nebraza is open for curbside pickup or indoor-outdoor dining, uh, serving a full 15 Brazilian meat service with dedicated server to each table. Details at nebraza.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, it's brought to you by your local Confidence Plus Service Center. When your car needs service, head to your local Confidence Plus Service Center for trained, experienced technicians and a national warranty covering parts and labor. Info and locations at myconfidenceplus.com. 20 years after its release, Linkin Park's debut album, Hybrid Theory, re-enters Billboard's album sales chart number three uh, for the week ending October 15th. The album sold 17,000 copies. And spurred by the it was spurred by the October 9th release of the Hybrid Theory Deluxe reissue, uh, the set is offered in various physical and digital formats. Last month, the RIAA certified Hybrid Theory 12 times platinum for sales in excess of 12 million That's copies. Insane. Seven Dust has premiered a video for their new single called "Dying to Live." Uh, the video was directed by Jensen Noen. The song is off their upcoming 13th studio album, Blood and Stone, which is due out this Friday. In other news, the group will be performing a special live-streamed performance on the day of their album release. A new studio album is on the way from Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. The project is set to be released next year, according to a social media post from band member Todd Kearns. He wrote... Lots of new music coming. New Alter Bridge coming next month. New Miles Kennedy solo album in 2021. Plus uh, the uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators new album coming out too. The new album will follow up Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators 2018 project Living the Dream. All right, how about this one? Miley Cyrus is working on an album of Metallica covers. I can I can see this. I've heard her sing rock stuff before, and she's pretty good. You, know? uh, you sent me her doing Zombie the other day, yeah. Steve, the, the Cranberry song. And at the beginning of it, I wanted to punch her in the face because yeah. okay. I just I don't like her voice, especially when it's down low. It's got something to it that just I, I, I don't like her. There's something right, about right. her that's always bothered me. <laughs> But by the time they get to the the, the punch, rock part, the, yeah, the punchier segment, I'm like, okay, this sounds pretty yeah. good. But I personally can't get past the the other parts of it. I hear you. Um, and I think she's also she's got a little phase that she's hitting now, which you know she's she's past the pop princess thing, so now she's moving into she's she's pushing onto the rock. So, do you accept that as I, a as a, as a, as a is a genesis for her or a genius? Mm, I should say. Me, no. 
Definitely not. Um, I, 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 tell, I say shut up. Mike. Yeah. But I've, uh, whatever, man. I've enjoyed her journey all the way. Casey all likes along. her, so yeah. you'll probably dig it. Yeah, so Party I mean, in the USA, The Climb. I think The Climb is a beautiful song. It's well sung. Uh, you know, she went through, you know, the Disney thing, Pop Princess, uh, Pop Slut, uh, and then, you know, uh, whatever came Slut after. Princess and then Pop Tart. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I don't know, maybe the Put Upon. Uh, okay. And now she's like, this is, well, I've, I've always loved rock. She has released a lot of rock stuff. I mean, yeah. she's done. She's dabbled with it a lot. Has she? Yeah. So I she, don't know. The YouTube I, I videos know. come out all the time of her covering various rock artists. Oh, okay. So she, she, this is a thing. We'll see. Um, you know, I know. <laughs> I, I was just looking at a, a video of her, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, it's not everybody's cup of tea. No, no, but some people might love it. So she told fashion designer Rick Owens during a conversation featured in Interview Magazine. We've been working on a Metallica cover album, and I'm here working on that. She also revealed that she was not at home and taking the call from someone else's bed. Mm. Uh, oh, she previously that's covered sexy Metallica's "Nothing Else Matters" at Glastonbury in 2019. So she's uh, she's trying to kind of work <laughs> her way into the rock world. Listen, I think there's already great female rock singers. I think I think that uh, Lizzie Hale is amazing. I like Taylor Momsen. Yep, uh, Amy Lee's great too. If she wants to take a stab at it, I guess go for it. You know, like Machine Gun Kelly is starting to work his way into the rock era, uh, uh, arena, too. Yeah. Uh, it's anything so we'll that see. helps perpetuate rock, because you know what? Rock rules. There you go. <laughs> All right, we had two depths in the world of music. This more towards the pop side, pop rock side of things. Uh, the band The Outfield, you remember them, right? Absolutely. Um, so they had, they had a few, few hits, and Your Love was uh, their biggest one. Uh, but they also had two other songs, All the Love and Say It Isn't So. Uh, but Tony Lewis, the lead singer and bassist for the band, uh, died on Tuesday morning. He was 62 years old at his London home. Uh, the cause of his death was not revealed. Uh, the singer's Twitter account shared a photo of the singer along with the sad news. The band originally comprising of Lewis on the bass. It was John- a loon attack, Preston, apparently. Oh, no. What's that? A loon attack. A loon? Oh, a loon. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought you, I thought you said a lunatic. lunatic. No, um, lunatic. He was trying to, apparently he was trying to save a bald eagle. Okay. And <laughs> got in the middle wow, of it. Wow, that sounds familiar. It is. It's from yesterday. But I, I'll, I'll tell you, great, great high-pitched yeah. voice. Yeah. I mean, Real. he could really belt. Yep. Uh, so the rock band originally com- uh, comprising Lewis on the bass, John Spinks on the guitar, Alan Jackman on the drums, came to fame following their debut album, Play Deep in the 1985, and it had those three songs that I had mentioned. Uh, Spinks died in 2014. He had a, he had liver cancer. These are young guys. Uh, after which the group disbanded. Uh, Lewis later released a solo record in 2018 called Out of the Darkness. So sad news, and I don't know why he uh, why he passed. That is very happened, sad. Other than the loon story, but we'll check yeah. into the validity It actually might have been a, a liver disease as well. Okay. He's yeah. 62, he was 62. And then another legendary musician, uh, a longer life. Uh, but British rocker Spencer Davis, whose band, the Spencer Davis Group, was known for 1960s hits Gimme Some Lovin' and I'm a Man, uh, died Monday at the age of 81 years old. He died in hospital while being treated for pneumonia. Uh, but British media reported that uh, Davis lived in California at the time. This is such a damn good song. Oh, it's amazing. Steve Winwood, when he wrote this when he was 16. He was a kid. He was yeah. a teenager. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Davis was born in Swansea, Wales in 1939. I uh, began working as a musician. This is voice up. Steve Winwood is a teenager. Yeah. 
Uh, but Davis was born in 1939. He began working as a musician while he was a student at the University of Birmingham. Influenced by the uh, burgeoning British blues and skiffle scene, he performed in bands with future stars, including the Rolling Stones' Bill Wyman and Christine Perfect, who later became Fleetwood Mac's Christine McVie. Yeah. Uh, he formed the Spencer Davis Group in 1963 with a teenage Steve Winwood on keyboards and guitar. That's a Hammond organ, is it not? Uh, yes. Right, that, that big soul, that big heavy sound. Yeah, All right, here's Hammond B3, yep. Stupid question. Is Steve Winwood uh, not American? He's, no, he's English. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, his brother, by, by the way, Muff Winwood, who I've never heard of before, played bass. That's very hairy. In the Spencer Davis Group. <laughs> and Pete York on drums. Uh, with Steve Winwood as lead vocalist. But it was Muff and Gash were his two brothers. Uh, the band had two number one UK singles. They had Keep On Running in 1965 and Somebody Help Me in 1966. And seven British top 40 hits before Steve Winwood's departure in 1967. Davis had released several solo albums without recapturing his 1960s fame. It was kind of hard to do without Steve Winwood. Yeah. But though I'm a man was, was I'm a man was, Steve Winwood was in the band when I'm a man was recorded, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, they later reformed the Spencer Davis Group without the Winwood Brothers. In later years, he was regarded as an influential elder statesman of British rock. There's a movie that's not great uh, called Mr. Destiny with James Belushi, and this song was used so perfectly in that movie. There's a scene where um, basically he has a parallel life, and he comes back, and he's trying to convince his wife that he is who he is. And on their first date, this song was playing, and so the lead up to the beginning of this song in that scene will always remind me of that movie. <laughs> Two other movies that I remember this music from. Uh, one of them was um, uh, Hugh Grant in England, Julia Roberts, Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Yeah. When they're trying to get to the hotel yep. before she leaves, mm-hmm. and and they're stopping traffic and everything, this song is playing. It's great. And then, of course, the Blues Brothers, they add Bob's Country Bunker. That's the song they open with. Yeah, it's not uh, and that's when they start. that's when they start throwing the beer bottles at them, and they have to stop in the middle of the song. And then in Roots, when we first meet Chicken George. No, it did not appear. It wasn't written at that time. <laughs> Chicken George. All right, and there you go. This music seems inappropriate for this. Uh, oh, besides those stories, don't forget, we had mentioned this earlier, uh, Rocktober Madness. We're getting down. We're to the Masturb 8, uh, or the Excellent 8. Yeah. I like the Masturb. And brought to you by Horizon Services. So the matchups today, Aerosmith and Kinks, Zeppelin and Queen, Petty and Pink Floyd, and Shine Down and the Beatles. Mm. Those are our four matchups today. And... Uh, I- that's going to determine the uh, the Fantastic Four. I'm enjoying hearing the competition, just in the execution of hearing these, you know, the, the different these songs. But I, man, I have no way of determining where this is going to go. Nope. Though I know there's some very strong fan bases out there, and they're really working it. Now that the Beatles have made it to this level, I'm I'm pulling for them to go the whole way. The Master of Eight. Yep, I'm, I'm I want them to get the whole thing, man. All right. Uh, so that's it in music news. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, get ready to wrap it up. Make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com 
and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers. Whitehorse RV Center. Cinch Propane Home Delivery. TRG Mid-Atlantic. Xfinity from Comcast and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We're wrapping up our show. This fog stuff has not <laughs> lifted an iota since we started this morning. No. It has been that way usually by now as we're starting to approach midday. You start to see that stuff kind of shuffle off, but it's been it's been persistent. Well, apparently there's a military base in the area that has been doing some stuff with dimensional portals. Oh, some experimental? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And um, <laughs> might be a result. Yeah, may very well this. be. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty nasty. Uh, I'm wondering how far out this goes. It was out my way. You know, Barcelona. I, I lived the furthest away, and it was uh, when I got up and stepped outside. This is how it was outside. So, <clears throat> yeah, we can't blanket. see the, we can't see the buildings across the street. Yeah, blanketing the area. All right. Nonetheless, uh, we've made a good run at today's program, and I want to thank uh, Phil Keegan from the Amazing Race. <laughs> Big fan, big fan of our microphones. Right. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> was weird. That, one. Yeah. that was weird. The the Fox Good Day thing was weird. Uh, Aisha Tyler was great. She yes. wasn't weird. She was no. wonderful. Uh, Archer, by the way, is uh, her show. Uh, the battle for the self-proclaimed experts could have gone better. I'll work on that next time, but I think we should do that again sometime. It was yeah. a lot of fun, especially it gives you a chance to, uh, you know, to it was Rocky-based. How yeah. can you not love that? Yep, yep. But uh, congratulations to Jen, our winner. She is the expert in Rocky in this area. Um, so we'll find out what the next one will be. I'll let you know a heads up. And thank you also uh, to our friends at uh, Liberty Union Bar and Grill uh, in Chester Springs and Kimberton. Damn good food. No, it's excellent. I can't, I just really need to put away their, their Kenneth Square mushroom flatbread. I keep going by and picking up a piece, and another 20 minutes he'll go by and grab another one. I've just been noshing on it all Good rule of thumb, and a lot of people don't know this, but nutritionists will back, will back this up. If you eat things 20 minutes apart, yes. you never actually ate them. Ah. Yeah. I am happy to know that. Uh, but they brought by uh, chicken pot pie and Maryland crab dip, and they have great food, and it's a great place, and it's part of the Thursday night the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff. And you can go to WMMR.com slash Bud Light and maybe win one of these football home gate prize packs delivered safely by a member of the Preston and Steve show to your location. So make sure that you go and check that out. Pierre Robert is here. He's ready to go. How you doing, man? I ready. You ready. All right. <laughs> Uh, you uh, you ready for the letter? Yeah. I Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T is in today. All right, and we have two more to go. We have a $300 Xfinity Live gift card. Always the home game at Xfinity Live, and Xfinity Live is your home to watch and cheer on the birds for all of their home and away games. Uh, you can reserve your table now uh, for Birds Game Day. Just visit XfinityLive.com, and you can do that very thing. Uh, what's going on today, man? Well, big competition. We're ready to masturbate. Yeah. And we got at 1130 uh, a big competition coming up. It'll be the Aerosmith kids versus the Kinks kids. Then 1.30, uh, Led Zeppelin against your queen. Uh, so that should be pretty interesting. Then uh, 3.30, you got your petty against your pink. And the 5.30 shine down against the Beatles. And as you mentioned earlier, 
I, I'm going. I'm putting everything in with the Beatles now, or the yeah. Kinks. I could live with the Kinks too. Cool. Um, yeah, either of those. Speaking of petty, awesome block of petty you did yesterday. It was so oh, thank enjoyable. You. Yeah, the, thank you. It was his birthday and uh, and release of Wildflowers. And uh, man, did it sound good. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, also, we'll have workforce blocks of U2 and uh, Record Company. We haven't played them for a while. It'll be fun. And Jimi Hendrix. Love it. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Food, local flavors. Also by Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And by Meineke, doing car care right. Tomorrow on our program, oh, Colin Quinn. Awesome. He has that new book out. Yeah, he'll be getting in touch with us, and I'm sure we'll find some other things that we can do along with you on this program. Racha. <laughs> that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. I can't stand this world we're living in. I think our grandfathers would literally beat the out of us. Everybody's a bunch of pansies now, and everybody's feelings are getting hurt. I just sat at an intersection for like 10 minutes while everybody was like, no, you go, you go, you go. Shoot me. Next message. Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Thank you, Casey. Thank you for the trip down memory lane. I've been listening to the Notorious B.I.G. all afternoon. Thanks to your show. Next message. Okay, yes, it's foggy out here again, but folks, there are other people on the road. Turn your high beams off. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. <laughs>